I liked I was listening to the first one and just I love how it starts with us just screwing up completely and it's been like that for 499 episodes so to to quote Rudy Giuliani why start now Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Hey, wait a second. What's with this sound quality? <laughs> Why do I not sound like total shit? What's going on? What's happened to me? Yeah, it's What's weird. going on? I'm not used to it. You know what? I think that heat dome fixed my voice. Yes. All, all I needed was just to burn out uh, the humors uh, in some way. So there'll be no humor in this show yeah. at all. Please, please stop. Listen, uh, you know your Bible, Dave. I've heard of it. Yeah, you've studied the Bible, um, and uh, as you know, the 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 the, the worst number is six six six. That is the number of the beast. That has been this. Uh, yes, that's true. And it's a song, mm-hmm. which makes it true. I and we know three is a magic number. That has also been established in the Bible. <laughs> but the most sacred of numbers is five hundred. It is. Yeah. Why? Why? Uh, because it's halfway to a thousand. Okay. <laughs> you can't argue with math. Yeah, you can't. You yeah. you really can't argue with math. Some uh, there was a there was a time period where I tried to argue once with a decimal point, and uh, actually I almost did. That's true. Actually, we almost paid way too much on our taxes recently. Oh, we moved a decimal point in the wrong direction, and almost uh, got in a lot of trouble that way. <laughs> Holy moly, it was good that that didn't work out because we didn't have enough in the bank to cover the amount that we accidentally were going to pay. And I was like, geez. Uh, the nice thing would have been we wouldn't have had to pay taxes for about two years. Anyway, but the, poor, the bad thing would have been we wouldn't have uh, been in a house. Um, <laughs> so it all worked out okay. Anyway, as I was saying, uh, 500, that is the most sacred number. Okay. And yeah. uh, coincidentally, uh, now that I'm looking at it, this is our 500th episode. It is? Yeah. Well, that, this is amazing how it comes up in you, and it only goes to prove my long time saying that if you do 500 of something every week, you will have 500 of them. That's right. That's from uh, Malcolm Sadwell's book. <laughs> Malcolm he Sadwell. is not, he is the brother of Malcolm Gladwell, and you might be going, why do they have two different last names? Yeah. Well, because Malcolm Gladwell changed his name to be more commercial, whereas Malcolm Sadwell, by the way, you might also be asking, why did the parents name both kids Malcolm? <laughs> Well, because they were expecting a third child, and they were big fans of the TV show Malcolm in the Middle, and they thought it would be funny to have three kids named Malcolm, and one of the kids would be the Malcolm in the Middle, and they thought that would be a great joke. But yeah. after the second child, uh, the father went, ugh, and left. <laughs> Gee, that's a, I didn't know there was such a tragic... Yeah. And, and the real tragedy is Malcolm Sadwell's books mm-hmm. were what Malcolm Gladwell based most of his books on. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you're, you're quoting the Sadwell because... Uh, as you know, they're both Canadian. They started in Canada. We have read many of the books that Americans have not. And yes, in that it said, do stuff 500 times and you'll get good. And then Malcolm Gladwell went, 10,000 hours. And I was like, what? And people went with that. Well, we'll see. This is our 500th time. We'll see how good it is. Well, again, like I was saying earlier, our first show we screwed up. And it's, <laughs> I think I, I think it's, the first show starts with me yelling fuck balls. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah, which is great because we were able to test out our explicit rating. <laughs> and uh, I think we had a listener who got mad at us because their ch- children were listening when they were to the show. And even though we put an explicit rating on, yeah, uh, they still got mad at us. 
Well, you know, I mean, it's imitatable behavior, and you don't want kids to fuck balls. Not an idea. No, you really don't. And and as Dave said, if you listen to our first episode, you remember uh, we talked about uh, the dragon Smaug, and Dave ended the show going, I promise you this, uh, we will outlast Conan O'Brien. <laughs> and And Dave, we did. We did? Yeah. Yeah, it was Conan O'Brien's last show, like last week, and uh, you know, there you go. I, I and again, here's another thing that happens on the show uh, quite often that I forgot with in-person appearances. Yeah, is Dave looking at the control panel with a worried expression? <laughs> a single sweat bead runs down his uh, forehead, and I go, "Did we record anything? What are we supposed to be recording now?" Oh my word! Oh dear! What a thing! No, it was weird because I could. I was coming through in on the machine here. Yeah on the digital recorder, but I was not, I could not hear myself. So I was curious why, and I just realized it was because a, a mute button had been pushed here. Very good. So I'm hoping that I was audible during the uh, first part of the show, <laughs> if I wasn't. You know what? It was probably me coming through your mic, actually. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know what? So all that thing about, hey, the sound quality's great. <laughs> Love it. I'm the one that suffered. That's <laughs> going to drive Nina crazy. <laughs> That's great. Excellent. By the way, I'm also eating on mic right now because Dave brought uh, sour candies. Yeah, my fault. So, <laughs> sorry about that, everyone. That was that is called irony, which mm-hmm. this show, I think we're experts at that as well. We're experts at irony. <laughs> the the comeuppance is our the hubris, the hoist by our own petards. Yeah, I was just this wondering show could why. Could have been called. <laughs> like I appreciate the Sneaky Dragon name. Sure. If we were to rename it, yeah. If you want, you want to I rename would say it. the a good name for the show would be "What Are You Thinking?" <laughs> because one, it's like we're asking each other, "What are you thinking about?" Yeah. But also, like then when you hear it, you're going, "What are you thinking?" <laughs> and also, it's like when we have our technical mistakes, we're like, "What are you thinking?" Yeah. Yeah. Why do we? Yeah. Well, like I had a microphone backwards once for an entire episode. <laughs> That's right. Right. I was wondering why you're talking so... into the ass of the mic. <laughs> I just thought that's how you wanted it. Yeah, it's great. You know, I've I've worked with uh, microphones since I was 13, <laughs> but somehow I didn't realize, you know, what was going wrong. Or well, something. you know, it's been, what, 13 months since, or maybe more since I've been here? It's weird to think about it. It's been a while. It's weird it's to think about it, yeah. For us to have gone from seeing each other every week, practically, yeah. to, to no, not at all, yeah. to speaking over microphones to each other. Uh, to coming here and then having to like refresh my memory of how this works. <laughs> and you know, the thing is, of course, it's been sitting for so long that it's been probably, it's been moved around. You, sh- you have nicely shifted around your office here and made it more amenable. Yeah. And so. There's yeah. a, there's an exercise bike yeah, uh, here with uh, moist wipes to wipe it down <laughs> when we're done. We can moist wipe this whole podcast when we're done. Sounds like a good idea. We probably will need it. And yeah, so it's been moved around. So probably like a button kind of got pressed accidentally by a thumb as it was being shifted sure. here or there. Who knows? And uh, so, yeah, I just was <laughs> sitting here going, it's weird. Why is my voice uh, so much quiet? I mean, it normally is quieter. I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit a of a soft, church mouse. I'm yeah. a soft speaker. And but yeah, that's what I remember. Uh, my my uncle called me one time on the phone and then he was talking to my mom afterwards. And he was, I guess, impersonating me on the phone. He's like, yeah, I called David. And I'm like, you know, David answers the phone. He's like, hello? <laughs> I'm like, hi, David. Of course, because he's a dead so he's loud. And I'm, I'm just like, oh, hi there. I'm, you know, he just found that strange that I was so soft on the phone. Well, that makes sense because if all the Dedricks are loud, mm-hmm. then you could either try to get louder or you could get quieter and make yeah. them listen to you. Well, that's mm-hmm. impossible. But I did get quieter. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did like, uh, by the way, thanks to everyone who, uh, so many thanks, but uh, we'll get to them. The first thanks I'm just going to throw out right away is uh, we just saw our friend Louise Moon. She dropped off some uh, amazing cookies. We're going to put a picture up of the cookies. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a hidden message in the cookies. You tell us when you see the picture <laughs> if there is a hidden message or sure, not. Sure. And also Big Dave a pie, which seemed to be out of spite. <laughs> so she goes, here you go, you big whiner. Yeah. But whining works. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whining greases the wheels. Yeah, there's the reason there's an expression, a squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's right. You know, and I didn't get grease, I got a pie, which is much better. That's right. To be honest with you. So, because I'm not a wheel. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. And this is, by the way, is the first time uh, in the episode, uh, as we do every week, that I start as a thing and don't remember where I was going with it. <laughs> so you're going to thank, you're going to thank Louise. I was going to, I th- I went into thanking Louise. So I was like uh, talking about thanking listeners, talking about something to do with listeners, uh, something a listener uh, posted, and now it's gone. So uh, moving on. Because <laughs> well, well, welcome to, to a show with guys in their 50s <laughs> who also just went through a heat wave. Oh, my gosh. Heat dome. What was it? Once a century. Heat dome. Yeah, it basically, um, uh, whatever the uh, thing came up, I'm going to say the thing, uh, and it got trapped and it couldn't go anywhere. Could not oh, go so anywhere. it was like a high-pressure system all around us that they was got, forcing it the locked heat? It locked it in and uh, there was no escape from it. Wow. And if you were in, uh, was it Lytton? Lytton, which is always the hottest place in British Columbia. Yeah, it uh, it it was insane. I know a guy who lives there. Oh, really? Yeah, and and uh, you know when he was posting about it, and people, oh, Drew living in Vegas. It's like, oh, let's see the hottest temperature ever in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And not as hot as today. So <laughs> yeah. shut your mouth. And I then think... they got evacuated. Now mm-hmm. the town's basically burning. The town's gone. Is it completely gone? It's completely gone. It's completely burned I, I, down. I saw that Main Street was gone. I didn't know. It. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's uh, that's really awful, and so so sorry about that. No, uh, fellow I know, I know Harry Dupe, who's a, a comedian, very funny man, okay, uh, and a, a great com- uh, comedy historian. Mm. Uh, yeah, he he, I'm gonna have to pass tense it. Let, lived there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I imagine they'll be rebuilding the town, but it's yeah, it's terrible because it's. I mean, and it's a big uh, has a big indigenous population there as well. Yeah, I know someone from there because he went through the Furrier School as at the same time as me. And so I spent a lot of time with him because he was a uh, newer than, he was a, a younger student. He was older than me, but he was a younger student than me. So I was more advanced. So I spent a lot of time, you know, helping him. And, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's just terrible. Yeah, it was 49 and a half degrees Celsius there. Yeah, that's which, beyond insane. Which is just like, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, like I know, I, sorry, I don't know how to talk in Fahrenheit, but um to me, like sixteen above sixteen degrees is is unhelpful. Like I don't I don't enjoy it at all. But I'm so lucky that I took two weeks off work. That's where I'm really patting myself in the back because because I mean the guys were working one hundred twenty point two. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure you get acclimatized, but at the same time, no. Yeah, that is a temperature that you could toast bread. The problem for us here in British Columbia is we don't we don't get weather like this very often at all. So we don't have we don't uh, have any infrastructure for this. You no, know? and uh, our friend uh, David uh, David Fine uh, on on his page he was talking about like you know we don't have any air conditioning and and someone someone wrote in and was like oh we have air conditioning you know at our place but it goes up to basically you know it can take care of things up to thirty degrees because mm-hmm. why why would it be hotter than thirty degrees <laughs> yeah yeah so you know when it's up to forty and that's what it was here yeah uh, meh. You're yeah. on your own, Jack. Yeah, it was 45 degrees out in uh, in Abbotsford on oh, Sunday, my Monday. Word. And what was terrible was, you know, um, we talked about a little bit the week before, but we had an accelerated deadline with Sparks. 
So they, you know, they uh, cut cut our deadline by a week, basically. And so, you know, I was working extra, <laughs> extra long hours in this horrible heat from Friday through the weekend, like sitting, I had two fans pointed at me, you know, and, and I, I would look at my little temperature gauge and it was 38 degrees <laughs> in my shop. I'm going to blame non-fungible so, tokens. Yes. Let's blame, let's blame something for this. Yeah. As a, and as I was saying to you, when you, when, when you got here, um, my, uh, my cat ended up with uh, cystitis, which is kind of a urinary mm-hmm. tract and not say infection, but, uh, urinary tract damage because, uh, what happens with cats is, uh, how they get this thing is stress. So mm. there's a move or something traumatic happens to them. Yeah. And so my cat basically couldn't move for a day because he was just, he's a black cat and he was like under a table. Uh, yeah. His litter box was upstairs. And so it was just too hot for him to go upstairs. So I think he was just staying downstairs and was just holding on to everything. Yeah. And then, yeah, he just, he, he really damaged himself. Wow. So, you know, the next, uh, next day he was just going, going around and he was just peeing in inappropriate places and he was looking at me and he was clearly like trying to tell me there was something that was going wrong. So took him to the emergency vet because a regular vet couldn't see him and they did a random series of tests and it was fine, but they thought, yeah, this is probably cystitis. Mm. It's, there's so many animals that are so messed up from the heat. This is probably what it is. And if he shows any more signs of anything next day, absolutely showing like he had a fine night but it was a cool night and then in the morning he starts showing the signs again so uh we got him on some drugs uh to stop spasms in his bladder and a little bit of pain uh med so he may wander into the podcast at some point That's if fine. you hear a meowing cat i'm gonna i'm gonna focus on him i'm gonna give him some love yeah. so just letting you know that but he seems to be doing better now and we've been taking him outside a lot yeah. and uh but poor little guy like it's just like that Stress can yeah. really mess up. Well, it messes us up. It messes everyone up. Yeah, messes everyone up. But like, yeah. you know, we're creatures with nervous systems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, poor, poor little guy. I hope, uh, hope all your, hope all you do who were affected by it are doing okay, and uh, and your pets as well. Yeah, really. Yeah, our friends. We have uh, uh, friends of the show who are veterinarians mm-hmm. who are in the Pacific Northwest, and it's uh, Nettie and Craig. Yes, that's right. Uh, and so I'm just, I'm just curious what things were like. For them at their cats mm-hmm. only clinic mm-hmm. during this weather, if uh, maybe they ran into this, you don't have to tell us doctor patient confidentiality. I know you got that. And the yeah. cats purr at you and like, this is in strict confidence, purr. <laughs> I understand. I will, no, I will tell no one, purr. Understood. Hiss. Understood. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what things were like uh, for, for those guys? Well, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that Cohen does come in now because he can broaden our demographic with some cool stoner humor. <laughs> so that'd be nice. Because we don't really do that kind of stuff. During the show, and no, we're having edibles, but they're just sour candies. It's <laughs> not quite the same. Yeah, they'll kind of get that hip kind of. You know. Yeah, I do. I, I do have some other kinds of edibles upstairs, but that's not here or now. <laughs> I've been way too busy to. Uh, there's never a day that I go like, you know, it'd be a good idea right now. This no, <laughs> I've got to be like, mm, you know. Oh boy, we came out of a pandemic, man. Mm-hmm. Holy moly! <laughs> Holy moly! We came out well. Yeah, we've mostly come out of a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, it's that's still, true. It's still going. Like, let's face it. Yes, there's still about there's still a death count. Yeah, still cases. Yeah, I'm going to put a big asterisk next to we're what coming, I just said. <laughs> we're coming out of. But the nice thing is, is that we've reached a point here in British Columbia, at least, where we have enough people who have been been vaccinated that we are reaching safe levels of, of for contact with each other. There's so we've uh, the mask mandate has ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 
voluntary. Lisa said she went to the gym today. No one was wearing their mask at the gym, which I don't blame people at the gym for not wanting to wear their mask. And most people are far apart from each other yeah. at the gym. But when she went to the grocery store in Aldergrove, almost everyone was wearing their mask except for one lady, mm-hmm. you know. And in that kind of situation, if everyone else is wearing their mask, if one person doesn't feel like it, I guess it's okay. You know, what mm-hmm. can you do, right? It's kind of point. Once the, ma- the mandate's gone, you can't really get angry at people for not. Yeah, I mean, things. the thing is, you get the you get the people going like, so if uh, if masks works, if vac- vaccinations works, what's it matter if I wear a mask or not? Thinking like it's all about like that they could get it. And so yeah, what's yeah, the big deal? Yeah, it's yeah, like, exactly. okay, well, well, there's a thing called variants. And it's not just about Loki. And it's like, <laughs> if enough people don't get it, then the disease yeah. changes into something that then affects people who did get the vaccine, you know, and uh, it, it can grow and mutate and, and change. And for some reason, people can't grab that. They just think, oh, it's just a thing. And it'll be it'll be gone. Well, no, that's not how. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. It's weird that we can't communicate this basic shit in a way that's like schoolhouse rocky you know like just put it in a just put it in a fucking song yeah. have a little dancing frog and he'll just explain it to us don't use the frog don't use the frog okay don't use the frog well the, i do use the frog and he never sang when i told him to sing <laughs> <laughs> that actually really bugged me by the way sorry complete complete tangent on this that cartoon uh no not that well i like that cartoon mm-hmm. And I'm forgetting the name of it. One Froggy Evening. One Froggy Evening. Just got it. Chuck Jones. Uh, I think uh, Malty, what's his name? Uh, Michael Maltese. Michael Maltese, I believe, was uh, was was the writer of it. Sure. Uh, but when um, uh, the WB had the Fresh from the Frog uh, thing, and, and the frog was their mascot for uh, their for their TV shows. This is like when they were showing like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and okay, stuff. Okay, okay. And so they'd have like the big Warner Brothers logo and it'd be like, keep on watching Fox or whatever they yeah, were. Yeah, or, yeah. Well, they wouldn't say Fox because it's yeah. WB. WB. <laughs> but he'd be, he'd be singing and he'd be dancing and he had his hat. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, no. Yeah. The He's... frog doesn't do that in front of anybody. Yeah. That's the freaking point. <laughs> That's the one thing it doesn't do. Yeah. It's not out in front of everybody. Hello, welcome to the show. No, that's what the guy wanted. <laughs> uh, did you see the cartoon at all? They, well, the executives who thought of that idea had not seen it. Okay. Or they uh, had and they didn't care. They're just thinking, oh, this is a saleable image. Let's throw it out there. Isn't that saleable, though? It's weird. It's like, okay, what do you got? We got uh, Warner, Warner Brothers cartoons. Oh, everyone loves those. Okay, what do we got? Uh, Tweety Bird. Uh, Tweety Bird. Bugs Bunny can't afford Bugs Bunny. Daffy Duck. Nah, that, that can't do that. And you work your way all the way down past Taz, past Elmer Fudd. You yeah. keep you're keeping going yeah. past Pete Puma. You're just going lower, and so it's like I don't know one shots. What do we got? Yeah, yeah. And then it ends up you know how about that kid who imagines shit? Do you remember that kid? Yeah, oh yeah, that kid. Uh, Chuck Johnson. That was pretty good. All right, but that frog one. All oh, people love the frog one. Okay. Well, the frog just sings and announces, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is coming up next. <laughs> Stick around for Angel. Do you know it was lower than the frog? They didn't go down this low. What's that? That mouse character of Chuck Jones. The little kid mouse who like was waiting for Santa Claus. and Oh, Sniffles. Sniffles, yeah. Sniffles was Sniffles lower. Sniffles the cocaine mouse. <laughs> they could not. They're like, no, we can't. Yeah, just wait for, just wait for Santa Claus. Sniffles. Uh, I gotta get, just one, give Santa, give me a little bump. And I'm just going to get through Christmas. going to get through. going to be a white Christmas. You know what I'm talking about. He knows. This guy knows what I'm talking about. Shut up. Shut up. I got a screenplay idea. Anyway. Yeah. All right. That hilarious cartoon with a razor singing How Dry I Am. <laughs> yep. It's per- perfect for my generation. Yeah, I, oh, you know what? Mm? You do not. 
You do not want to look up fresh from the frog. <laughs> Why? Getting a lot of Pepe stuff? No, you you <laughs> no, you just get a whole bunch of like uh you know, fresh frog leg things. Oh. Like, yeah, that's, that's oh. what you're getting. And you know what? Hey, food's food. What am I to judge on that? Uh but uh yeah, two thousand one, that was when the fresh from the frog uh campaign was going on. Also there was Watch the Frog. That was another thing. Wow. Yeah. Years with the WB. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, he, okay. He was the official mascot of the WB Television Network. By the way, do you know the frog's name? I don't. Well, last name is Frog. Uh, Winder K. Frog. Uh, the middle initial is the middle initial of every cartoon character. Q. J. Oh, J. Okay. Michigan J. Frog. Michigan J. Frog. Thank Michigan you. J. Is that said in the cartoon, or is that just is that just lore, or was it in in the uh, script? I guess. And oh, this is a very good question. I uh, we can look into that. Uh, at a later date, but 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 he yes. was the WB's uh, mascot from 1995 until 2005. Ten, ten years. years, wow! Ten goddamn years that frog was there. That just tells me how little they thought of the WB. Wow! Like in the overall scheme of of that net of that conglomerate, uh huh. Warner Brothers. Is it time? Are they connected to Time Life? AOL, Warner Brothers. All those. It's like one big giant thing, right? There are now. I'm sure. Yeah. At that time, they were just like, "Who cares about a TV channel?" Yeah, network? the only thing that he, uh, yeah, the only reason they stopped being was because everything went over and became the CW network. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, and they uh, and they put him to sleep. What does CW mean then? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Channel Warners was it? A French company took Channel over. Channel Warners. It could it could very well be a French conglomerate. Uh, 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 oh no! What no? Uh, the CW te- Television Network, uh, yeah. preferred CW. What yeah. the hell is it? It's thing for <laughs> nothing. I guess it's a CW. Yeah, they're not <laughs> good idea. CW. <laughs> no, it doesn't say here at all what it's uh, oh. what it's uh, what it's supposed to stand for. Interesting. It's like one of those uh, people who have like initials. At the oh, v- oh, wait. Okay, it's oh, this is dumb. <laughs> oh, it's already dumb. Uh, okay, well I get it because okay. It's it's a combination of CBS and Warner Media, media. Mm, mm-hmm. okay. But CBS wasn't CBS at the time that they got bought. It was Viacom CBS. Okay. So huh. it should be VCW, but no, it's CW. Yeah. Huh. That's that's what I say about all that. The VCW was some wartime program. They didn't want to reference that. Yes. And uh, apparently, Michigan J Frog is based on Old Rip the Horned Toad. Yeah. Well, we do have we do have some listeners who are I will call them cartoon fans, cartoon aficionados. Okay. If they have any information about this that we have stumbled over, which is highly likely, please elucidate. Okay, but old Rip, here's the situation. Oh, old okay, Rip. old Rip. Uh, apparently, old Rip was entombed in the cornerstone of a building in Texas. And 31 oh, years later, okay, uh, they dug it up and, and oh, they were tearing it down. They found a mummified, and uh, he was alive. Really? I don't know. I guess because I guess because toads can hibernate, right? They can. I have to say it was a 31 year hibernation. Wow! And that was old he, Rip. He came out and he said, "Fuck you, cicadas. Fuck you, cicadas. Fuck you, cicadas. <laughs> Why don't you go to hell?" <laughs> and the construction worker who heard this tried to start a career, and oh boy. Now, let me ask you this. So, uh, Hello, My Baby, Hello, My Honey. Um, composed by Carl Stalling. Was it composed by Carl Stalling? I believe so. Oh, okay. My, my question was, like, I thought that he uh, was singing classic songs. 
I think it's an. I think it's supposed to be like a an amalgam of of a you know, that kind of sound. Okay, but. because my my question was going to be, uh, you know, when he when he came out of, you know, he was he was un, untombed at the beginning. Uh, was he singing old timey songs, or did he just know uh, by osmosis modern songs? Yeah, no, I think that's the part of the gag, right? Is that he is still he's still uh, singing like it's vaudeville. Old time, yeah, he that, doesn't know. Because that cartoon is probably like mid forties. Would you say it's nineteen fifty five? Oh, even later than that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So fifty-five. I, 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 cartoons. It always surprises me, like how long, car, like the great cartoon era went. Because it was quite a long run for them. Yeah. So the songs. What the hell? It says. It says like the song. The songs he has per- performed. Mm-hmm. He sings "Hello, My Baby," yeah. "Michigan Rag," "I'm Just Wild About Harry," uh, "Come Back to Irene," and "Throw Him Down," McCloskey. I don't remember that one. <laughs> oh yeah, won't you come over to my house? Yes. And Largo al Factorum, Factotum. I guess that was he was singing opera at one point, maybe. Oh, maybe. Uh, Please don't talk about me when I'm gone. That's true. Moonlight Bay. Uh, Let the rest of the world go by. Lulu's back in town. Lullaby of Broadway. Holy cow, he sang a lot. Yeah. Uh, Ain't we got fun? By the waterfall. I get a kick out of you. Jeepers creepers. Tiptoe through the tulips. Forty second Street. I, I do remember him singing these songs, but they can't all be in that one cartoon, right? Well, I guess there's like a montage, isn't there, of like of him singing away while the guy is looking depressed? Yeah, I guess so. 42nd Street, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Sounds I guess like I'll have to change my plan. Two Marvelous for Words, Der Dyker's Dog, which is how much is that doggy in the window? Oh. Uh, Pop Goes the Weasel, Go In and Out the Window, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, and The Irish Washerwoman. Well, I'm going to change my guess that Carl Stalling wrote that first song then. I maybe, maybe it was like a traditional. It is a Tin Pan Alley song written okay. in 1899. Wow. wow. Yep. So I guess, I guess that's the gag. He comes from that era. And is still singing, singing the classics. Yeah, sorry, it it uh, was it that got a great origin to it. So I'm gonna like uh, just click back on that and go away from it. There we what, go. What are you talking about? The song we we're talking. Hello, my baby. Oh, the song itself. Yes. We don't need to know all. That. We do not need to know the history of a song from that era. You can guess what it's all about and what the problem is, can't you? I can guess. You can. I can guess. Yeah, it's just like when you listen to the first episode of our podcast and you go, whoa, what were they thinking saying all those things? It was a very different time. Is that true? No, I, I can't imagine yeah. it's that bad. We're talking, was, uh, was it, well, there was no Hobbit movies yet. There was a lot of smog smack. Yeah, the, no one had seen smog. Smog wasn't Benedict Cumberbatch by the time no, we, no, we were we, talking smog. Yeah, yeah. And that was one of those things where someone asks you a question and you're like, first thing that pops into your head, because I did change my answer the next episode to uh, the, the dragon from Dragonette. From oh, yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah. Okay. Friedberg. Yeah. And uh, you did do, send out a lot of uh, unsolicited deck pics. <laughs> well, <clears throat> let me just say, unsolicited? Yeah. Hmm. At first. I don't know. I think, well, who was, did people uh, ask about the deck first or did you uh, start, did we start talking about the we deck. yeah okay that's we started true. talking about our decks <laughs> bragging about our decks i told you about a problem i had with my deck which i didn't think my deck was uh, safe and stable yeah, yeah i want to get my deck checked out mm-hmm. but no one wanted to check out my deck and then you started saying i'm working on my deck every day yeah, true. i'm really proud of my deck yeah. go out back and show yeah. my deck off not a lot of bigger decks in mine no not a lot of bigger decks and uh you said you know if this deck gets uh you know a little bit better it's going to attract some chicks yeah and then we end up with chick talk and then we get some <laughs> chicks around your deck <laughs> and then you started putting pictures of your deck online yeah and then we had to shut that all down because people were like hey yeah well my deck was very unstable mm-hmm. so i was saying my deck shake brings chicks to the yard <laughs> sure. it's the thing yeah so yeah well you know it's doing a lot better 
<laughs> Good. I'm glad. How were how are your uh, chickens uh, with uh, with the heat? By the way, this counts as chick talk. All right, then let's do it. All right. Chick talk. Um, um, well, I was a little worried about the one because she has she's been in a very broody mood the last little while. She's okay. been egg layer number one, and so right now she is uh, encamped under Lisa's Mustang, which is under like a car like a, a tent kind of situation. Okay. To keep it from getting rained on too much. And make as much noise as I can. <laughs> a fire! What are we in, Lytton? Oh, too boy. soon. Okay, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> too soon. Too soon in the podcast after bringing that up. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, I thought it was pretty timely. <laughs> Maybe too timely. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I've been worried about... <laughs> Don't call me insensitive. I'm just too too sensitive. The, oh, by the way, good news, Dave. We may be able to get Bill Cosby on the show like you wanted. <laughs> hey. Okay, go continue. <laughs> we can have some deck talk with uh, Bill Cosby. So <laughs> See, that got everyone's mind out of the other thing. Right? That's worse. Okay, go. That's right. It's like when someone hurts their finger, then you say, I'll stomp in your toe. So... I, so I was worried about her because, yeah. she, you know, it just felt like that's like the worst situation to be in, like underneath this tent thing in this million degree heat. Our other chicken was uh, doing something that's not good to see, which is they walk around with their mouth open because mm. that means they're super hot. Uh, but we just kept, we kept like she she has dug herself like a two foot <laughs> divot in the ground near near our trees. She's just dug it all out, so she's like nesting down into the soil. So that's been keeping her cool, and we've just been keeping her hydrated. We've been keeping water available for okay, her at good. all times, and we have a little um, we have a little uh, water tub set out. Oh my god, we have a little water tub set out um, with with um, with water you know, like a, with water in it. So if she wants, she can go into that and good. cool off. The other one, though, was the one I was worried about because she will not come out for into the car. She won't come out for water. She won't come out oh, for wow, anything. Okay. So, but I've been checking in on her, and she's she seems to be fine. She's not. She gets so mad when I reach in there. So I'm just kind of like, okay, if they're. But I'm gonna. I've been like, tonight. I'm gonna drag her out and uh, let her get some water because I, I think she's been in there for too long. But the thing is, when you touch her, she goes like. Then you let her go. She's fine. Then so every time you, it's because you know, if I reach under her to get the eggs, she gets really unhappy. Yeah. So the best thing to do is put on some earphones with music playing, and then just do it because you have no idea that she's making a bunch of noise, and you just you know. I thought you were gonna say put on a fox mask. Yeah, that's right. That's the best thing to do with a chicken. Is put on the scariest thing they can see, and then and then they won't know it's you though. Yeah. And then you'll be the protector, and like then you take the fox mask off. And go, Get out of here, you! And then shoot the fox away. And it goes, my hero. Yeah. No, they'll they'll remember. It's like. Animals, for the most part, can adjust to weather. For the most part, yes, you know, yeah. Uh, but when there's an extreme weather uh, event, they've mm-hmm. got no. They don't know what's going on. Well, this is how we lost Noisy a few years ago. Was oh. it got really hot out, and it was too much for her. I mean, she was in a. You know, she was living past her her lifespan anyway. Right. So it's just a matter of time. But but yeah, that's what did it. Was just having the heat of summer was just too much for her, and she just collapsed. Whereas. Queenie was killed by the two current. I don't know. I don't know. She's passed away. I'm sure. I have no idea what happened to Queenie. Queenie, Queenie knew too much. She knew too much. She was with two small little chicks, and as they got more and more active, she probably didn't know what the heck was going on, and maybe got a little stressed out by it. Who, who knows? Stress, yeah. right? Stress. Stress. You don't know. Stress. <laughs> yeah. Stress. It'll, uh, in my case, it made me lose my hair for a while. Mm-hmm. It uh, almost made me blind. Stress. 
don't uh, don't get stressed. I almost made you blind. Wow. Yeah, I'm the, in my uh, in my right. eye. That's right. Which is, I was I was listening to an interview with Bill Hader, and he was talking about how you know at one point, <laughs> as he describes it, it was like, uh, and then my eye blew up. Mm. It was really intense. My eye blew up, and I asked the doctor, "Is it a stress related thing?" It's like, well, you know, it can be. So it's a stress related thing. Yeah, it's a stress related thing. And so I'm thinking it's could be it could be a similar situation with what he was going through because he was always like very anxious about performing and all mm. this other stuff. Wow. It's like, yeah. Stress, brah. So, like, right now for me, I'm, like, trying to meditate every day and yeah. doing all these things. And then all of a sudden, heat dome and, <laughs> you know, regular life stuff pops up and it kind of pushes the other stuff away. Yeah. But you got to gotta, gotta take care of yourself. Well, today has uh, been a busy day because I actually recorded listening party this morning. Was it the final listening party? No, it's the second to last. Okay. One. Penultimate. It's the penultimate listening party. And because we, we were supposed to do it on the weekend, but then because of the accelerated deadline... I was busy doing that. And then Monday, we because of the heat, Nina's computer shut down. Right. And so I had to finish uh, loading the, the pages uh, for, for Scholastic or for the people. That com- company. Don't, don't you kind of, there's a little bit, by the way, uh, I love working for them. Great company. Fantastic. Couldn't be better. Hope we do more. But my feeling when they were asking you for the extra bit of work on the, <laughs> the deadline was just like, oh, okay. Uh, so what I'd like you to do is just like look at a map of where I am right now online. <laughs> okay, what color is what color is everything around? The reddest red there could be. To, to be fair to them, when they asked, that has, wasn't the situation. Yeah, okay. Because they asked Wednesday, I think. Okay. Um, and what? Yeah, okay. Fine. It wasn't so terrible. Like by by my schedule, I I was go- I was pretty much going to be done the day I was done. So it did just add a little bit of of. Um, and then I made it worse as well. I won't go into what I did, but I really messed Nina up accidentally. So we had to like we had to like step back in time sure. to like correct a bunch of mistakes that I had made. There's always mistakes in everything. <laughs> yeah, it's the everything. There's no project yeah. that does not have. No, that's exactly right. If you want to, here's here's a secrets. My wife doesn't want you to know. Um, <laughs> uh, there's an issue of why where a character is holding a can of spray paint. Yeah. If you have the graphic novel version, things look fine. Mm-hmm. If you have the comic book version, you yeah. might notice that character has six fingers. And uh, that got mentioned to her, and it drove her nuts. And it was because, yeah, you just get overstressed, and you yeah. get things, and you got to get stuff done. And mistakes happen. That's life. I can show you all the mistakes I've made and everything everything I've done. I'll show you a huge mistake that's yeah. in there. I know. It's just unavoidable. We're humans. and Sparks wasn't supposed to be about cats. <laughs> supposed to be it about- was dolphins. Yeah, well. Hmm. Pretty popular. Yeah. Much more popular. They're very smart. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so so that happened. We had the heat thing. Yeah. I got really heat sick on Monday. Yeah. Because I was because I was doing that, doing all those uploads, but I was sitting in the shop. It was super hot in there. No shit. Yeah. And uh, I came in the house and I was just like, oh, I feel like really sick. I had a big headache. And yeah. so I went and had a cold shower. Then I laid down good, for, good, a while, good. for a while. And then we went and saw A Quiet Place. Because uh, it was air conditioned. Yeah, that's the reason to go to movies right now. <laughs> yeah, that's why I saw Cruella. I saw I saw Fast and the Furious as well. But yeah, I saw Cruella because it was like air conditioning the movie. We saw Cruella as well. Yeah, because the girls wanted to go. So yeah, that's a nice fashion. Isn't it? I think whatever. And then, uh, but we went and saw the Sparks Brothers as well, the new Edgar okay. documentary. So it was playing at Colossus and Langley. And I was like, how often is a Sparks Sparks Movie gonna play out here well, so we better go see. Well, it. hopefully, when uh, the uh, book becomes a movie, then there'll be another Sparks. <laughs> we'll get into the Sparks. And so, so yeah. you took a break from Sparks to go do see some, see, other sparks. See some Sparks, yeah. Uh, but it was just so hot out; you just needed that break yeah. to sit in the. So then, um, 
Yeah, and then on Tuesday, it was it, it was already happening. What what happened was our bathtub upstairs started to leak so that when the plug was pulled, the water would leak out of the bathtub and soak our ceiling downstairs. Oh, there you go. And that okay. started to like appear yeah. over time. And then it was actually dripping down. And, and the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, I guess someone stepped out because it was by our bathroom downstairs. And so I'd assume that someone had wet feet. It stepped out of the shower out into the hallway outside of the bathroom and just yeah. left a wet footprint there. But then I was getting something and I realized all of my, I had been keeping all of my um, pay stubs mm-hmm. in this little stack. It's, it's like a stupid, lazy place to keep it. But anyway, I was just leaving them there. Well, they got all soaked through and I was like, ooh, what's going on? So so this water was dripping down and it oh, got shit. so wet. Yeah, yeah, Luckily, yeah. it hadn't gone into the, because Lisa was keeping all like these vin- or her vintage fur coats there. Um, so those those were okay, thank goodness. And so... Uh, so then I just, I just was leaving the plug in the bathtub, but then at this very time, the bathtub has decided to, the valve decided to go. So it was dripping, but not like a small, like, you know, one drip every 15 minutes or whatever. It was like drip, 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 drip. It was like literally filling the bathtub every day. Yeah. So it would fill up. I would have to empty it into the toilet Yeah. <laughs> to get rid of all this water. And then just, cause I didn't have time. I was in the middle of doing sparks and then. Uh, stuff. So then, let, I, let me just say though, here's yeah. a fun thing to do when sure. you do that. Yeah, it's like uh, so you go in there and you're having to empty the bucket of water into the toilet. Yeah. So just make sure you shut the door and then just go. Oh, what did I eat? And then just pour it into the toilet. Just like, oh my god, it just keeps coming. I had what? Hey, what did we have for breakfast? Oh my lord! Don't eat the chicken's eggs. The chicken's eggs are no god damn. This shouldn't be. That was my spleen. Yeah. Fun. Should have done that. Yeah. yeah it's a fun it's a fun joke to do if you ever have was, to empty yeah, something. There was 30 bucketfuls that, that I was is eating, something so. I sometimes do whenever I have to empty a bucket of something into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I was pouring them in. Pouring Stop them. listening, everybody. Go yeah. this It's so embarrassing. <laughs> uh so yeah, so then on um Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday I I I um took up I took up down the wall. Like I took off all the I turned off the water in the house. Yeah. Took apart all the plumbing. Yeah. Tore down the wall. Yeah. And then I, I had to go to the store and I got two little connectors and I soldered those to the plumbing pipes and then I added some pecs to those. That, that kind of it's a new plastic piping that you can use in, in the house. It's the latest thing. Sure. And so I got some of that and I and I just used that to to cap off the water so then I could turn the water back on so oh, good, everyone in the house okay. could have water. And then so it's just been sitting there. I tore down the other two walls yesterday. Uh, during a break of doing something else and then and yeah so it's been kind of busy so oh and we recorded listening party this morning so it's late since it's supposed to come out today but so my apologies to listeners you know what you get it for a little longer <laughs> that's right you know there you go make it make it, oh that's uh, it that's it yeah that's no fun leaks are no, no yeah fun. no it's not fun at all so i'm gonna have to um so the plan is now i'm gonna take out the bathtub yeah take out the toilet that's those are getting thrown away okay gonna take off the countertop throw that away okay i'm gonna Tile the floor, uh, put a new bathtub, do the plumbing, put a new toilet. Well, tile the floor, put a new toilet. Then I'm going to tile the walls. Actually, I'll do the walls first and then the toilet. Uh, tile all the walls and then tile this tub around this tub as well. So, Have you done the tiling before? No. Okay. So it's going to be interesting. All right. We'll keep us updated on the tiling. <laughs> that's the part I'm... Hey, you know what we got now? Tile talk. Mm, there you go. Yeah, that's... T- no, here's what it is. Okay. Tile tails. Tile tails. I like it. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, uh, plumbing is kind of scary. Like I always find it intimidating to do the soldering of the, the plumbing lines. Like where you know you have to heat it and put the yeah put the little uh, 
flex on and then have the soldering stuff and everything. Yeah, it's it's intimidating. But it, it, I did it yesterday and it, or Tuesday and it worked fine. So I just get myself into a an ang- anxious knot about it. So I'm in a little bit of an anxious knot about the tiling. So it's not, not something I've ever done before. I did a little bit downstairs, but to be honest, I asked my brother if I could borrow his um, tile saw. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'll come and help you. Which meant, oh, I'll come and do it all while you watch. So, uh, so yeah, this is going to be like all new to me. So we're putting in like the the penny tiles, you know, like the, the little tiles yeah. that are uh, with like the black highlight in each in each square. Oh, okay. we're going to use those for the floor. Nice. And then the subway tile on on the walls. So I think that will look nice from like the sandwich shop. Yes, we're going to use pieces of bread from the sandwich shop. To do the, do the walls. Yeah, well, they throw them what, out. It's what could free. go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong? Yeah. That's what Subway's motto is. What could go wrong? <laughs> right, Jared? I, I think like Jared. Yeah, Jared was the first one who said that. And while well, he was holding a tuna sandwich. And we're like, all the best tuna. <laughs> all the best chicken, isn't it? We don't know what's in it. We don't know what's in it. I thought it was a chicken that had the problem. No, no, the tuna. There's uh, uh, Someone analyzed a, a Subway tuna sandwich. There was no tuna in it. Oh, I wonder if this is an urban myth then, because I, I was reading it was a chicken. Are you thinking of the final episode of MASH? <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, no, apparently a university at Guelph analyzed a, a Subway chicken. Like, I analyzed everyone's chicken. McDonald's, a and well, I don't know, A&W, but McDonald's, all, all the kind of major companies that do a chicken thingy. And most of them were fairly high in, uh, I mean, because the way they do it, it's the whole, it's the whole sandwich. So it's not going to be just... Or it's, you know, the, it's the uh, breaded thingy, so it's not going to just be chicken. It's going to have spices and stuff in it. But they're all like 96, 90, you know, to, to 90, 98%. Okay, well, they did do, okay. So CBC uh, uh, did do a study uh, in 2017 and, uh, and found uh, that Subway Sandwiches chains uh, chicken meat contains only about 50% chicken DNA. That's right, yeah. About half as much as fresh chicken from a supermarket. And way less than like McDonald's and the rest of them who are like, up in the up in the, the mid nineties. What's the uh, oh, and the rest is uh, soy protein concentrate and modified potato starch. Uh, yeah, it was bonus chicken breast uh, with rib meat, water, uh, and then soy protein concentrate and modified potato starch. Yeah, yeah. Huh. <laughs> there you go. So I guess they did that with the tuna as well. Except no no tuna. That was the thing. There was no tuna. Oh, there's no tuna. Oh. That was the that was what was uh, found recently. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that just furthers my. I, I've never been a fan of Subway, so I think I like no them. One is. I like them initially. Did you? Well, did you? I thought it was like a neat idea, I guess. Or yeah. Whatever, but then I, yeah. I just don't. I don't eat it. I just remember going into it the first Subway I went into, and everything was yellow. And it was like, oh, that's not appealing <laughs> at all. And then you go up, and uh, you know they would like cut the the middle part out of the bread and throw it away. Like again, this is back in the old days. They cut like a little triangle out of yeah, the bread yeah, in the middle, yeah. and they throw it away. Yeah. It's like don't just slice it and open it and eat the bread. Yeah. Why yeah. are you wasting that bit of bread? Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, I was like, eh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. You know, it's like technically you go like that's some vegetables, mm-hmm. and there's times where I've been traveling, and I'm like, I just need to have something that's got some kind of mm-hmm. vegetables in it. And I used to be, I'd go to Mr. Mike's and eat at the salad bar, uh, and uh, and it's like Subway, uh, give me a veggie with yeah, cheese. Yeah. Just I need something vegetables. Uh, that's fine. Nom, 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 nom. But they're probably not vegetables now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> they weren't. Yeah. Well, they were. They were all soy. Yeah, wait a second. It's disguised. This so. tomato wasn't a vegetable at all. <laughs> it was a fruit. <laughs> I tricked you.
Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a, it's an interesting, it's one of those things where you're like, wow, they came out worse than McDonald's. Because McDonald's like has, I remember reading a while ago, I was reading, someone was telling me that McDonald's had mealworms in the meat. And I was like, no. That sounds, that sounds dumb. No, they don't. And I looked it up and, and McDonald's were like, yeah, they said that. Well, that sounds dumb because that would be more expensive for us to do than just use beef. Like there's like a system of like how you get beef. There's a system. There's no system to get mealworms. Like if that, yeah. The amount of quantity we need to be McDonald's. Because it's ridiculous. Yeah. How's Bubble Yum put all those spider eggs in their gum? <laughs> like that seems too much work. Yeah, it does seem like. For very little, uh, <laughs> Pay off. Very little result. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you looking up the, the mealworm? No, I was just looking up what makes something a fruit. Uh, seeds inside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why berries aren't fruit. Like strawberries have the berries on have the seeds on the outside of the the berry, so they're not a fruit. Strawberries aren't a fruit. No, because the uh, seeds are on the outside. So a raspberry is not a fruit. No. Nope. <laughs> What's wrong? See that me. doesn't sound right at all. All right. All right. I gotta look up if a strawberry sure. is a fruit. I sure. think a strawberry okay. is a fruit. Okay. Uh, fruit. All right, strawberry. Fruit or vegetable? Yeah. All right, strawberry. Fruit or vegetable? Uh, let's see. Uh, surprisingly, eggplants, tomatoes, and avocados are considered berries. The very popular strawberry is not a berry at all. Uh, botanists call strawberry a false fruit, a pseudocarp, <laughs> but it's actually a multiple fruit. Oh, okay. which consists of many tiny individual fruits embedded in a fleshy uh, receptacle. Oh, okay. So you are okay. getting if you're if someone says eat five fruits a day. Yeah, I had one strawberry. <laughs> hey, you got, hey, you got technicality. Yeah, fine. Good. Health, health is coming. Can I have a cherry blaster? Is that? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Cherry blaster counts. But cherry is a fruit because it has a seed inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Boy, that's interesting. How about a how about a seedless watermelon? What's that? <laughs> it's a mutant. Yeah, but it's still a, it's still a fruit. Okay, it's just yeah. barren. It's just barren fruit. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of what do you think of? Seedless I'm just picturing someone having to break the news to the watermelon. <laughs> just like we just got the results <laughs> back, and just like oh, we can't wait to have kids. Oh yeah. boy, I'm gonna really have a hard time telling this to this watermelon. Um, okay, one. You're going to be eaten. Mm -hmm. That's the first. That's the bad news. Yeah. And the and the less bad news is you can't have children. <laughs> the problem with seedless watermelons to me is it feels like with with seedless watermelons that the ones that were seedless weren't the best tasting watermelons. They were just the ones that were seedless that they used to to propagate this this type of watermelon. Right. Whereas the seed ones with seeds in them, which are annoying to eat because of the constant seeds, oh, have a nicer flesh. So it's really it's really a trade off. It's hard to get good watermelon, though. Like, it's a real crapshoot, I find. Yeah, we're not near... Where does water watermelon grow? They don't grow, like, in, in our area at all, Closest... Right? I think they grow them in, in Oregon. I think that's the closest place. Okay. But those would be later in the season. I think, yeah. like, California... And the ones that are coming up right now are Texas. Uh, ones we had... It was really good, though. It was a really good Texas watermelon we had, which was from Edinburgh, Texas. Mm. So, it's nice. Yeah, it's uh, this is the one one thing that is nice and also bad about traveling, is you get to see what foods are supposed to taste like, <laughs> and also you know uh, yeah. that's the other thing. It's like you now go back to your food and just go, oh, <laughs> like uh, being in Spain and having orange juice and just going, yeah. son of a bitch. So this is what it's supposed to taste like, mm. you know. And then uh, you come home and go, it's fine. Listen, orange juice is fine, but it's like transcendent over there. What what is their orange there? I I I can think of I know it Valencia Valencia yeah 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 so Valencia they yeah imagine I can understand that yeah and from Spain from Spain 
Spain. The España. They, um, yeah, because our the better orange for us would be navel oranges. So those are grown. Uh, that would make sense in yeah. the states, right? We can get yeah. them from Florida, so they're not they're not so far away. But it, yeah, if they say like you know, is a Valencia or a better orange? Yes, but then how much does it travel? And what does it do? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. And we and we tomatoes, uh, you know, all the time. So we don't care about if it's tomato season or not. We don't give. Too well, sh- we have a lot of hothouse tomatoes, so they they can be grown anytime. They can be grown anytime, but. They're not quite as good as, you know... As the field tomatoes. As the field tomatoes are yeah, good, yeah. 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 And then, you, again, I don't want to say, like, Europe's great for everything. They've had some wars. But uh, <laughs> then you have a tomato in Europe, and, like, you're just... Oh, my Lord. Of course. this yeah. is I get it. This makes 100% sense. Boy, I can't wait to have this on a pizza. Uh, let me just have this in uh, in Europe, aside from uh, Italy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Why can't you make pizza? <laughs> you got the best tomatoes. What's wrong? And uh, no, they can't. They just can't. But pe- that Italy has great pizzas. So. I would. I, you know what? I've never been to Italy. Oh no! But I've heard. It's I've weird heard how good they are. Because what's weird is you go to like a little street stand and they'll just be cooking them on like in a toaster oven. Right. And you'd be like, "Well, this can't possibly be good." But we are hungry, so we'll just. Have, oh my god! This is so great. Just <laughs> oh the way they make them. I don't know. It's something. Something to do with the. But the, it's the. It's what they do. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, they have a yeah. limited menu. Very limited <laughs> menu for the so. whole country. <laughs> And, you know, almost everyone I know that goes to visit Italy is like, this is amazing. This is great. Listen, I just want a little something different. What? Huh? Oh, I've said the wrong thing. Oh, kicked out of the country. Have you ever thought of adding, oh, not like your mom used to make, so it's terrible because your mom made it the other way? You got a lot of mom issues here. Guys, just. That's what they go, mama mia. Yeah, why don't you try, see if your mom likes it with a little bit of uh, this in there. Maybe. No? Okay, fine. Yeah, It's not like mama made. No, mama. I don't mind. Mama. I don't mind. It's yeah. good. I don't live there, so what does it matter? Yeah. What if whose business is if it is mine? Yeah. You know I can make this food better that you guys have been eating for a long time. This is like an employee starting his first day at working at working at work with you, going, you know what could be better, you guys, is if we blah blah blah. I can see what you're saying because what you're saying is, you know, what would be easier for me to do is <laughs> that is possible, but there is also the kind of inbredness of like you know. You sure. just make the same thing over and over again until yeah, you yeah. make. You're the person who makes the best grilled cheese sandwich, mm-hmm. and that's all. But you never, you never move sure, forward. Sure. So you you perfect the thing, and yes. that's how some people like it. Yeah, that's it's true. Once you have like you know a grilled sandwich made with processed cheese and mozzarella, absolutely, there's no reason to go on from there. Like why go further forward? Except for the fact that we hardly ever have those ingredients in the fridge, so you you end up mixing and matching anyway. Yeah. And you, and you mix and match, yeah, because you had just a little bit of this, and you need to fill in the sandwich, and then you realize that I we make uh, grilled cheese sandwiches in the air fryer now. Okay, but uh, I actually laughed at the instructions in this one uh, recipe, which was you know make sure that you uh, put toothpicks through it so they don't blow around inside the air fryer. And we're like, ha, 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 ha. and so we make the sandwiches, and then like you just open it up, it's all over the place. Like yeah, it blew around inside the air fryer. You dumbass. Like it's just like a windstorm in there. So, yeah, you have to aim some toothpicks in and lock them down. But once you do that, it's, like, so good. It makes sense because this piece is a bread on top of... Yeah. I just assumed that the cheese would melt and... Right away, uh, like instantly. Pretty much. I mean, it's all it does is it's melty cheese. But it's air right away. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't realize <laughs> how it was like, you know. It was like one of those money booths. You know, you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just blow the dollar bills around. <laughs> By the way, I would love to see a Canadian version of that that just has loonies and toonies, and the person oh, just so gets da- beaten to death. So dangerous. <laughs> yeah. 
Especially when five dollar coins come in. Did you ever think about like those booths and go like, what's your plan for like uh, for for getting as much money as you could if you were in one of those money booths? Do you know the money booths I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever did you ever think like? I guess if you pulled your shirt up and use that as like a net. I think first of all, shirt if you're allowed, but it's possible you wouldn't wouldn't necessarily okay. be allowed. But I think what you would be allowed is armpits. Like I was just like scoop. Under the armpit, scoop under the armpit, scoop under the armpits as much as possible. Yeah, I guess probably you'd probably lose it though in your excitement. You'd try to reach for something and it'd all blow away. Maybe, yeah, I guess so. Like you should just not even reach for anything. Yeah. By the time you reach for it, it's gone. Yeah. Just random grabs under the pits. Random grabs under the pits. Uh, to to the thighs. Yeah. Squeeze them. Squeeze them hard. <laughs> uh, you know, you don't want to put it in your mouth. It's filthy. Yeah. But you know, under the chin, and then uh, just all the crevices that you can, shove those bills in. All that planning, and then at some point you like spread out and go to reach for something, and then all of it's gone, and then you come out and you see it's called the Treasure of Sierra Madre, and you're like, "Damn, I should have got that ironic reference before I went in." Yep, I lost it all. No yeah. regrets. You know what's funny? I said when the five dollar coin comes in, but then I was thinking, you know what? I bet we'll never get a five dollar coin because money is going to change. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think we'll ever. I don't think we'll ever have no money, but I think it'll. Reach a point where it's a so it's such a secondary thing that there's no point in like improving it. You know, there's no point spending all the time and trouble of making a five dollar coin when we already have five dollar bills. We don't need to to do more work in order to make it more convenient to carry around five dollars in your in your pocket. You know. Yeah, there's a corner store I like going to, and occasionally they'll go uh, ask if you have money instead of like the, the card. Yeah. Uh, especially if, like you say, you uh, you run everything through and just say, oh, I forgot the da 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 da. Can I get the da? And it's like, okay, it'd be easier if you did it with cash, with just like the second purchase. And it's like, what is this cash you speak <laughs> of? Like, I just literally yeah. do not have money on me. That's the problem. I mean, they're paying a transaction fee, right? So if you're buying like a 30 cent uh, piece of something or other, they're paying. That is true. I also think there might be other reasons, but I don't, you know, uh, which are, you know, sometimes if it's cash, it doesn't all have to go in the till. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if it, if it goes through, sure, you enough. know, and there's a record of it, then that's how this works. Mm-hmm. That. But, you know, a couple apples here, a couple apples there. Yeah. Eh, maybe a little uh, pocket pal. Boom, boom, boom. Just I know from, like, working with credit cards and, you know, and uh, convenience cards and whatnot at work that my old job, that there was a there was a fee per use. So, yeah. Which is why they prefer to get checks from the from their customers rather than get... Uh, credit card payments oh wow someone writing a check very popular i mean i worked at a place people still faxed so yeah you know that's i do remember people at the grocery store writing checks just as you get out the checkbook Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. show the id still see it and the check really you've Mm -hmm. seen people writing checks at the at the old grocery store oh wow yeah still see that it still happens i mean still old people who shop and stuff like that and sure sure they they haven't advanced the thing is though that banks really discourage you from getting checks by making them really expensive i don't know why people Mm -hmm. don't change except for the fact that it's scary to change so like, you know, I was talking to Lisa about us leaving our bank and and just moving to an online bank mm-hmm. because you get better interest rates and et cetera. And she got very defensive and you know said, "Well, how am I supposed to put money in the bank?" You know, I was like, "Okay, fair enough. Can't can't argue with that. Like how? Because you can't. You're right." Yeah, it bothered me when Revenue Canada shut down their window where you can actually go up to the window. Here's the cash. Mm. I'm paying my taxes. Give me a form that says I paid my taxes. Mm-hmm. Okay, now they can get off my damn back. <laughs> you know, it's just like good. They're done. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. Instead, it's all right. You got to have the bank account that does this to this. This. It's just like I just want to take my money, <laughs> give it to a guy in a window, have him give me a form. That's it. Yeah. Why not? No, can't. Why not? 
That's funny. How is this not possible? That it's you, you, my government doesn't take cash? It's cash is you. You don't take you. It's you. It's all part of you. Yeah. No, 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 no. You got to go and, and dance through hoops and give the bank some money so you can give us some money. Okay. I just pay through our, um, well, I don't actually pay, but if yeah, I do you're have, a tax evader, right? I, well, I mean, I already pay my taxes with my, with my, oh, very good. with my, with my payroll. It might, you know, it comes off every week, but I do get a little bit back because of, not very much, but I get a little bit back. But yeah, I don't know. I just paid my property taxes this morning because it's due tomorrow. So I just want to make sure that it, it goes in. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, we have our homeowner's grant, which takes off around $500 from the, the amount owed. And so it's crazy though. When we first bought our place, it was $1,500 a month for, for our property taxes. Now it's $3,700. Oh, wow. It's gone up, it's gone up a little bit. But, you know, that's 25 years, so what the hell. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so I paid that today on... But I've, I've always paid that almost since we moved. I've always paid it through the... First, I would go to the um, the ATM and pay it there. Mm-hmm. And now I just pay it sitting on my phone at home and just do it all online because I don't want to <laughs> go to a bank. Yeah, my accountant is, uh, because of, you know, COVID, we're doing most things online as well. Mm-hmm. And is now trying to have us do pretty much everything online. And some stuff, yes, but some stuff, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like I'm, I'm open, I'm open to it, and I understand. You know, they have to deal with a lot of really elderly people as well, and you know, maybe that's me. Who knows? Uh, but I, I just, oh man, I just what? And that was where we made the mistake with the decimal point because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. had to fill out basically payments for a, about ten months in a row. Okay, and one of them was wrong, mm. and that almost cost us everything because that. Whereas if you if you went to a guy at a window, <laughs> I would know. Yeah, you that oopsie, I was paying so anyway. ten thousand instead of a thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would know that, and then he would send me had me a receipt back, and I'd go, "Whoa, buddy, <laughs> what's that about?" Yeah. And you might also say, well, it's too late now. You have they to wait for the government to... But then I could have reached underneath and I could have dragged him out, just beat him senseless. But the government's not going to keep your money if you overpay, are they? It's not overpay. It's then they would count that as like, oh, you prepaid. Oh, really? Yeah, you prepaid. Ugh. Yeah. That'd be terrible. Thanks for paying all your taxes at once. We appreciate it. You normally do a payment <laughs> plan, huh? Yeah, we break it down so, you know, we can eat. <laughs> so we usually do that. So we'll pay like, you know, a huge amount yeah. every month instead of a crazy huge amount where we can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's uh, usually what you buy. You prepaid. So good for you. Now you can relax and uh, eat dirt. It's tricky. When I worked on the fishing boat, that was the first time I ever had to like pay a lump amount of money, which I think was not huge. Because you worked huge. for scale. I worked for scale. <laughs> yes. How much do you owe them? A fin. Anymore? Anything? No, I was is waiting this, for you. Is this tuna? No. <laughs> Ironically. It's, it's what they make the chicken sandwiches out of. <laughs> really? Dirt. Um, yeah, that was the first time I had to like pay like a lump sum of money to the government, which I, to be honest, I was not thinking about at all. So when it came about, I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, my dad used to, always, it was weird that he would bring, he'd bring up weird things. Uh, but like he just at one point, like just, I was like early teens and he went, remember, remember, put half your money aside for taxes. Then he like left the room. And I want to say, how's sex work? <laughs> but uh, I was like, yeah, okay. Both valuable advice, I guess. Yeah. He's not wrong. It's just hard to do. Put half your emotions aside. <laughs> Save those for the one that's special in your life. Really just. It's just hard to do because our lives are so expensive. Yeah. And we want to do stuff. Yeah. So it's hard to put aside half of your money. When, half, when two-thirds of your money is going in rent, it's hard to put half of your money yeah. aside 
for your taxes. And that's a and that's a fairly new thing is the amount of money that you pay towards rent. Like the mm-hmm. percentage, you know, again, we've gotten into this before where it's like, you know, uh, you're saying the parents who are the financial geniuses who are just like, oh, I could buy a house. Like, yeah. <laughs> but you're also like, how much was rent? Like, what percent of your income was rent back then? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, tuppence. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're just mm-hmm. like this. And then you'd go out and you'd see 17 movies and you'd do all this. Stuff. Uh, it's like, no, 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 no. Rent is almost all of it and then whatever you've got left over is what you scramble damble to you know put to put together and 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 and, uh you know and live on sure and also technology has made our lives more convenient but it's also made our lives more expensive because we have to pay to have that technology Mm -hmm. whether it's a cell phone or your internet those are all expenses that our parents didn't have to have you know they had their cable bill you know they had their 30 dollar cable bill a month or whatever we paid for it that was our entertainment expense growing up we didn't pay for internet or to have like streaming services and blah, 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 you know, all these other, all these other add-ons, you know, you paid a certain amount of money and then you had some entertainment and that was good enough. You know, yeah, you can go to a movie if you want, but you don't have to, you got cable. Yeah. Stay at home and watch, watch stuff on. You want vegetables? They're in a can or they're frozen in a bag. Maybe <laughs> if you're fancy. <laughs> I think there's fresh vegetables available. There were some fresh vegetables, but not a wide variety. But our parents, our parents grew up at a time when canning was common Mm-hmm. You know, because that's how people say, you know, stored vegetables was sure. in cans because they weren't available all year round because there wasn't, you know, there was truck farming where you'd have trucks come to farms and then truck the stuff stuff off to market. But we didn't have ship farming, which we have nowadays, where you where you can go to the store and get oranges from from South Africa. Be like, is this economical? Does this make sense? Why are these Australian oranges? Like, really? That seems crazy to me. Mm-hmm. We, that's what you can get, right? Those weren't available when we were kids. So you got your you got your fruits and vegetables all year round in cans or in bags, right? Mm-hmm. That was the only way to store them. You know, my mom was my mom was a canner when I grew up. Like she had she had what was called the locked room, even when we lived in Delta, where it was just a bifold uh, right. closet door. So meth, she did uh, <laughs> meth in the locked room. Well, it was called the locked room because when I was three. Three years old as a little kid, I went downstairs and I opened the door to the to the canning room, and I took out a mason jar of pears and I put it on the floor. Then I took a mason jar of peaches and I dropped those onto the pears and smashed it all over the floor. And there was glass and pear juice and and peach juice everywhere. Then I went and got another one and I dropped that onto this mess. And I did that about four times until my mom heard me and came running downstairs. And she found a three-year-old boy with bare feet standing in the middle of all this glass and fruit juice and she made you eat all the fruit she made me eat it all all the glass waste not that's right and that's how you learned your lesson (laughs) and so from that point on the door to the canning area was always locked and so it became the locked room right and so mom would say even like when we were later on it was always locked we would mom would say could you go down to the locked room and get some pears or could you go down to the locked room and get some pickles or you can go down to the locked room and get some whatever was there that is clearly where the murders happen (laughs) and so you go downstairs it was a haunted if a haunted house movie and just like there's the locked room but it's not locked yeah not anymore yeah we haven't had to lock it and but i mean as soon as you go in by the way it's locked <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> I hate why it's called the locked room. What was weird though is the key was up there, right? So once you got to a certain age, it was reachable, so you could grab it, yeah, yeah. It down, unlock the door, go in, get whatever you needed, you wanted to get, go out. But we had to lock it again. I always had to be locked, even when we were like grown up. But what was weird is then when we moved from Coquitlam to Delta, we still had a room that was for canning, but it it wasn't locked because we were old, too old for that kind of stuff, right? But it was still called the locked room just because of habit, right? Because so fa- creepy family language. <laughs> the locked room. The locked room. But who can blame her for locking the door when when a little boy has smashed 
Yeah. Four precious uh, jars of fruit. Do you think you were wanting to get to the fruit or you just didn't want to see smashy, smashy? I think it was just the excitement of the smashing, Yeah. to be honest with you. It's pretty good. I'm still pretty thrilled by that kind of stuff. Yeah. I would even I would even want to see that now. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> it would, right? Yeah. Like all the floppy fruit kind of flowing down. With we're almost getting glass. into a fetish at this point, yeah. <laughs> So we probably we should probably I, drop it. I still dream about it to this day. Yeah. In fact, I wish J.G. Ballard had written like a crash style book about yeah. about it. I would I would read that quick. By the way, uh, for the next five hundred episodes, we'll be talking about a new fetish every week. <laughs> Aren't you glad? Yeah. <laughs> five hundred fetishes. Oh my gosh, that's right. It's a lot. Five hundred five hundred fetishes, and then when we get to the end of those five hundred episodes, we're going to put those in a book. <laughs> and that's how we're going to retire. <laughs> and we're going to have a bookstore called the Locked Room. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, like it. <laughs> it's funny, yeah, that you because it's, it's funny. So, to your mind, you associate you immediately went to like murder. A murder room is a locked room. Whereas to me, a locked room was like a room full of delicious canned cherries and canned pears and stuff like that. Yeah. By the way, uh, at the Rio Theater, yep. there is a room downstairs, and uh, you can access it through. Okay, so there's like a green room that's in the back that's mm-hmm. like an all red red room red yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as you go through the bathroom, there's a door that leads downstairs, and that's where they keep their costumes and all this kind of stuff. Sure. And they would have a little sign up saying "Don't go beyond this point." And so I started to jokingly call it the murder room. Okay. And then it became known as the murder room, like, period. It yeah. just became murder. To, to where people are asking, like, why is it called the murder room? Because <laughs> they called it the murder room. Because that's why we can't go there. Because it's all the murder. Yeah. And then uh, my friend uh, Joanne uh, did a series of uh, videos. And it was songs from the murder room. <laughs> <laughs> musicians down there with, like, a single person. Yeah. And the person would play a song for this person. And you just get their reaction. As to this. It was very intimate. Oh, very cool. sweet. But, again, it's just like... Why is it the murder room? <laughs> like it's because it was the murder room. Yeah. It was one of those things where like you name something and it immediately catches on and it's going to be known as the murder room for all time. Yeah, yeah, well, that's cool. And it's an old building, so of course someone was murdered in it. I'm going to make a plaque that says Ian Boothby's murder room. Yeah, put it up. Yeah, copyright it's trademark a heritage. A heritage plaque. A hair. Oh, that would be nice to get a nice heritage plaque. Yeah, you deserve it. Yeah, you named oh, a, you boy. named a room. <laughs> I was there last night, by the way. Oh, at the Rio was that yeah. where? What, what movie did you see there? Uh, the Warriors. Oh, went with the with the kids. Oh, okay. Well, Mary had not seen it until last summer. I've not seen it. Period. Really? We I think we have had this discussion. Oh my gosh! I believe we have, and if not, I've had it on another podcast, and I'm sorry for that. Uh, but I have not seen the Warriors. I have played a bit of the video game, but I have not. Uh, my nephew, was, my nephew who went with us last night, was talking about it, and he lives in Vancouver, so that was part of the reason why. I was sort of keen to do it because then he could come and meet us there and watch the film with us. And we were talking afterwards and he was saying that he played the video game before he saw the movie. And the video game has way more character development than the film does, which I don't think the movie needs character development. That's not the point of the film. Sure. It's, you know, it's not, it's not like a character piece, you know, character study. What's it like to be a gang member? It's more, more of an adventure movie, right? Yeah. And I like that the gangs all dress up. It's so fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's so fun. I wish, I wish though, and again, I have not seen the movie, but I wish there was at least one of them that was just uh, like the Sharks or the Jets from West Side Story. There's a little bit of that. Is there? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm, I'm all for it. Okay, I got to see this. I couldn't have seen it last night. I was uh, taking care of a cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going to the Rio two nights ago? Two nights ago, yeah. Uh, and we're going to see the new Mads uh, Mickelson movie. Uh, another call or another round? Another round, yeah. 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 Uh, but that got pushed aside mm. for taking care of Kitty. That's too bad. Um, but uh, how is the uh, layout for the for the Rio? Did you feel Very comfortable? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
yeah, you kind of get sort of uh, loudly lectured. <laughs> I think the person just has a naturally loud voice who is t- telling us what to do. Yeah. And so and then it was a lot of like description that saw my brain shut off. So they're going on for quite a while. And so then my brain went, da, 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 you know, and just had like some yeah. sort of butterflies, me chasing butterflies. You're like, where's this song from? And then you look back and it's like, oh, it was a really racist song. I should stop playing that in my the, head. The girl from Ipanema is racist? Well, I'm just saying because of the Michigan Day J-Frog oh, okay, thing. I'm, okay. throwing back, I'm throwing back to that. <laughs> Every time you look up a, an old timey song, it's sure. just like, what's this about? All right. It's probably, probably is. Uh, so then, but yeah, it was good. So the way they do it is... Uh, there is a, a break of a row per, per seat. So, you know, filled seats, empty row, filled seats, empty row. And then in the seats that have people sitting in them, there's a limit. So you can't have people sitting on the outside. And then you have to have three seats. You can't seats have people sitting on the outside? On the very outside of the seats. So those seats are, are closed off. Okay. And then, so you have four seats. That's maximum amount of seats together. Okay. And then, and so you have four on either side with three in the middle separating them okay. and one on the outside on each side separ- separating you from people walking up and down the aisle okay so yeah it was, that's fair it was good and then you had an entrance way and you had an exit way okay so you you know so when you're leaving you went out the same way as everyone else did they crossing. do the thing where they sometimes bring snacks down the aisles no or, you know, no okay it's all behind gla- all behind plastic up at okay. the snack bar yeah did you get popcorn got popcorn and a, and a pop yes nice because that does not <laughs> does not happen that I don't get to. And if you go to the Rio Theater, say maybe you see like the Critical Hit show when we come back, probably in September, um, cool. uh, you can get a grilled cheese sandwich as well. Very nice. and Or a beer if you want, which is what my nephew got. Oh, how old's your nephew? Uh, 27? That's old enough, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> much, much, much older. My nephew is turning 18. Oh, maybe even older believe- than that. My gosh. Yeah. My nephew, I'm going to say my nephew's turning 18, I think, tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah. We almost got him something that was semi liquor related, and we realized, oh wait, that's nineteen. Nope. <laughs> he's not drinking. Um, yeah, no, he's older than twenty-seven because just he... when you say nephew, I don't think of someone who's in their late twenties. Or but he's my 30. nephew, though. I know, but it doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. Of course not. It's crazy talk. I know it is nephew. Yeah, but that's... how would that happen? Well, when you that's have a grown man. I think he was born. But I think he's I think he's twenty nine actually. Okay. Yeah, he's finished school a while ago. He's going back. He's going back for a master's degree uh, next year. So yeah, he's uh, he's a he's a good boy. He's a very nice, very nice, very funny. Okay. Funny well, kid. Uh, you know, the twenty nine year old is a good boy. I mean, it's well, it's nice, once it's again, a nice thing to say. He's You're my right. ne- he's my nephew. He's your nephew, so he always will. But you're absolutely correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the- I'm on that uh, thing now with. Uh, like, again, we missed one of the birthdays. You know, we missed so much with the pandemic. Yeah. We missed one of the birthdays, and we're going to miss this one because it's still not quite in the, mm. the zone. And everyone hasn't gotten the everything yet. Yeah. Which stinks. Um, but hopefully in, like, within three weeks, we'll be able to go and, and, and visit, which would, be, which would be nice. Cool, cool. But, like, again, it's like, uh, try shopping for an 18-year-old. You know, and mm. I asked him, like, is there anything that you want that's, like, under 100 bucks? And he was like, oh, I'll kind of just save him for the future money. He wants money. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Money. yeah. But we want to just get him something. So it's probably going to get him, like, a fancy grooming kit for, like, you know, his mustache and beard. Mm. Something like that. Something that's just like, you know, hey, make yourself look nice. Get a little of this. <laughs> yeah. Something <laughs> somewhat, you know, someone, you know, a fashionable, manly. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. So I'll probably have to get one from, like, a hipster barber shop or some such. I guess, I think my nephews would fall outside of the millennial thing, maybe. Or maybe Darren is just like the tail end of it. But he's not, he's not a must, he's not a beard guy. So. Right. Although he has had a beard, saying that. Eh, 
Biscuit, he's that. Yeah. No, he's a he's a very good kid. I, I like him a lot. We've, Nephews are great. We spent a lot of time going to. Um, was this the one together. that you brought to uh, uh, strippers? No, that was uh, his brother, his younger brother. Okay. Yeah, we didn't bring just strippers. To we strippers, went, you we went, did not you went to Brandy's. <laughs> went down to the number that five. That was orange. the same time uh, yeah. that uh, Ben Affleck got into his trouble. Mm. There turned out Brandy wasn't a fine girl. Oh, that was a problem. I thought she'd uh, be like a, a good wife. Apparently not. Okay. Yep. Sorry to spoil your illusions. You know what? No, in that song, Brandy is a fine girl. Yeah. The guy yeah. is a is a rogue who's mm-hmm. like in love with the sea. Yeah. And the next thing you see, he's out at the beach and he's having sex with a wave. <laughs> and the surfers are going, Stop it! He says, oh, we don't want to watch oh, this. Good, thank you. That's our that's our second fetish. Put that into our book. Catch a wave and you're sitting <laughs> on top of that wave. <laughs> <laughs> We went well. This are people who aren't familiar with the story. We took our kids, <laughs> a friend of my daughter's, and my my nephew, yeah. to see the uh, movie. What movie did you go to see? A uh, midnight, a uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror. Oh, but that's very nice. And you. we went to see it because we wanted to see like the have the midnight movie experience yeah. of Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is what the Rio was doing. They had right. like. You know, they were selling the kits so you could have all the stuff to throw and your everything already. And your stuff. Sure. Yeah. So we brought we brought stuff with us, what we thought we needed, and we all went down together. And then, and this is the early days of the Rio, which it still does, but at that time had a very close connection with the burlesque culture here in Vancouver. It still does, yeah. Still does, but at that time it was like really right because it was founded by uh, people that were kind of in burlesque. Yeah. Yeah. But those days, it was way more forward. Like when you go now, I mean, I know they're still involved with it, but yeah. it's it's not like front forward. Yeah, in, like in we the, went to see place. Watchmen there, and they gave us pasties. And yeah, we all had to wear pasties. And yeah, I was like I don't think this is necessary. <laughs> he said, "I said two things. One, finally know how to pronounce it. Yeah, and now I know exactly what they are because I always wondered when I read it in James Bond books when I was a kid what pasties were. And I was also like, I was cosplaying as uh, you know Doctor Manhattan, and I'm just like, I don't think this is the problem. <laughs> They give you a really big pasty. Oh, that's nice. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Like, uh, actually, it was a pasty that they gave you. So it was a plate of pasty. A meat pie. <laughs> Those Cornish oh, meat pasty. pies. Oh, pasty. We're doing yeah. that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so then, uh, and then we've got fetish number three. <laughs> that's what American pie was in England, was, uh, you know, meat pasty. <laughs> oh, no. What are you doing with that? Oh, no. <laughs> no, popple. No. <laughs> so, so we went to see... Bangers uh, and mash. So we're there to see Rocky Horror Picture Show. Sure are. And so the first thing they do to open the show is to present three burlesque dancers in a row. Okay. And so the first one starts off and she's slowly denuding to music. And my nephew leans over to Lisa and he says, is she going to strip? And, and Lisa said, yeah, I think so. And he goes, I'm cool with that. And sat back, arms crossed to show how cool he was with it. Yeah. And the next day he told his dad on the phone, when his dad phoned, to, he stayed overnight Stepped over with us. And then the dad phones in the morning like, hey, how was the movie and stuff like that? He goes, oh, it was great. I went and saw strippers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we saw burlesque dancers. It's totally different. How so? I, they, well, I don't want to go into it. Yeah. I'm a, they're hobbyists. This, by the way, is the uncle's dilemma. Is, uh, is you know, if ever if ever you ever do something, like, it's just yeah. like, I really like to have a sip of beer. Like, uh, no, I shouldn't have a sip of beer. Come on, just want some beer. Then some beer. Now you shouldn't have some beer. I just want some beer. Just want some beer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, give me some beer. 
And they say, "Hey, let me have a sip of beer." <laughs> like you immediately, it's like your 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 relative is a rat that will immediately turn on you for points. Yeah, no, I think it was more just guileless. Just he just sell said, no. sell you out. Yeah, it was. Do you I, not know how this works? But I think for him, it was just like this is the kid who broke three bottles of peaches. <laughs> for him, it was just it was just like. It was just normal, right? Because we yeah. didn't we didn't react to it like it was horrific or whatever. It was just that'd be funny though. Like now, anytime he goes to like a midnight movie, mm-hmm. he's just like, I know what I'm. Gonna see. <laughs> this is gonna be pretty good. Pretty disappointing. Yeah, it's just like, huh? How was how was Evil Dead? It was fine. <laughs> it's fine. He's not really a movie kid. My the older nephew is the one I took to see Evil Dead and stuff like that. We would go down to the Rio to see those sort of movies. And but what was funny about that other thing I like enjoyed about that Rocky Horror Picture Show experience was I thought I knew like all the gags like I thought I knew all the gimmicks that would, would be used so sure. you know, you're expecting like the water spray yep. water in the air for rain and they have to have a, a, a newspaper and the rice being thrown and stuff but what I didn't know was that people throw a glass of water behind them towards you when when Frankenfurter throws the water into the camera oh and so then you the water goes into the camera and then you get the splash from the person behind you so. <laughs> So I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh, this is funny. And then he throws water in the camera and this person behind me just takes a cup of water and just goes whoop over their shoulder right into my face. (laughs) So then I was like, oh, that's a good one. So the next next time he went, I had my glass of water and I was all ready. And then it went, he threw in the camera and I put it over my shoulder and this person behind me went, oh my God. They couldn't get mad because oh, that's that's the, that's what you do. We all tradition. do it. That's how the purge works. That's the tradition. Sorry. It's also good because it keeps people off their phones. <laughs> yes. You don't yes. know what's about to occur. They had a kind of funny Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon? Yeah, yeah. Kevin Bacon. Um, he acts as a policeman in a in a thing telling you not to text or or give away or talk during the film. Or he'll arrest you and take you to jail. And he's 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 dressed as a police officer. He's dressed as a police officer. So what do people yell? I smell bacon. I smell bacon. Yeah, I guess they should have. They must. Well, there's no way they don't. Hmm. Come on. How did you not? It did happen last night. I was. I don't know. I. He was telling me not to talk. Ah. Uh, so yeah, I'm a Canadian. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. And you and, and and you know before the movie yelled, "Where are the strippers?" <laughs> As always, I've always been disappointed uh, that they don't show up. Yeah. The stripper takes off everything except the mask. <laughs> The disturbing one of that was this: um, the last stripper. She stri- I can't remember what song she was stripping to, but she strips down to you know near nudity. She's wearing the, the pasties, of course. Right. But she like turns her back, and then she turns around, and she's wearing Groucho Marx glasses, <laughs> and just starts like hopping around crazily. And it was like so off-putting, rather than like erotic or whatever. I think more like, I might know who you mean. It was more like, oh, this is sort of disturbing. Yeah pretty effective i think it's uh once again sorry to be on for fourth fetish um <laughs> there's yeah that room is just like you know one person oh another person eh, third person ooh, fourth person whoa <laughs> right. i have found my fetish everyone that's right and then there's one guy who's just like but it's never zeppo <laughs> he's just waiting for the burlesque zeppo come when on is it gonna happen? when's it gonna happen <laughs> Answer? Yeah. And then the guy next to him is just going, try gummo. I was like, oh, boy. (laughs) That's really esoteric. Yeah, it's just like, you know, well, you ask too much. You know what? I'm taking that out of the fetish. All right. Cross that out of there. Yeah, that's no good. Take that gummo out of there. That is way too esoteric. I I want this book to sell. Very good. I'm okay with wave fucking, but not not gummo fucking. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Is this what you expected for the 500th episode? (laughs) 
You know what? This is the thing. We were talking about it because um, I think like the hundredth episodes we actually did at the Rio Theater. We did that. Did that at the Rio Theater. Yeah. And this was one where you had your daughters. Uh, were both daughters trapped on stage, or was one daughter? One was trapped on stage. The other was allowed to be in the audience. Yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm. That, that was it because the situation was uh, you were not allowed to have minors mm-hmm. uh, in, in there, and because we were doing um, critical hit show. Yeah, and but. Technically, technicality, you could be on stage in the show. Yeah. So uh, your daughter was in the show as just someone like hanging off at the side. Yeah, she's sitting on a stool. Uh, yeah, picture. you know, a, a young uh, a young lady uh, as we're doing our filthy, filthy jokes. <laughs> what was good about that was that everyone apologized to Eve every time there was a joke. We're so it. sorry. <laughs> we're so sorry. We couldn't be sorry. And she's, eh, I've heard it all at home. Yeah, she's like, when I go to school, what do you think? Yeah, oh, school. Yeah, wink, wink, school. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. swear at home. And then, yeah, we did our, uh, our show there. I can't remember what we did for our 200th. I remember 300 and 400th, but I don't remember what we did for our 200th uh, show. Can you? No, I can't. Yeah. Weird, eh? <laughs> you can look it up, are you? I'm going to look it up, yeah. But 300th show we did at uh, the 8th Dimension. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Steve. Store. That's right, with uh, uh, Steve uh, Scrosh. Yeah. Who is uh, not currently working on, but uh, recently... Uh, worked on the next Matrix movie. He was yeah. one of the designers for all the Matrixy stuff, and uh, he is a sweet cat. He's very nice. And then uh, the 400 show was the first time we opened the new Hell Kitty Studios, uh, right before we had to shut it down for a year and a half. <laughs> Good investment. By the way, you still have to pay rent even though you're not able to use things. Um, did you know that? <laughs> That's it's, unfair. It's a true, it's a true fact. Oh. Um, uh, and uh, we had, you know... Uh, so many wonderful uh, guests, but I'm just going to go for the 300. Okay. Uh, the 200 show, let me just tell you, the 200 show was at uh, Slickety Gyms uh, in the back room, the chat in, in the uh, small, in the small room in the back. We did uh, Wasn't sh- that 150? Was that? No, no, no. 150 is the question and answer show. So we did the 200 show. We did, we had guests. We had uh, Kathleen Gross. Kathleen Gross. Who Colin did Upton, Time Horse. Colin Upton came by. We did, we did an asterisk bit with him. David M came by. We did a That's Beach right. Boys. We did a Beach Boys thing with. Uh, we talked about um, heroes and villains. That's correct. Uh, Pia Guerra was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, we talked about Flintstones uh, and uh, and other things. Yeah. That's that's nice and yeah Nina did you mention Nina no I didn't Nina was and Nina yeah. uh, Matsumoto who I don't know what happened to her uh, <laughs> there we go <laughs> and then uh, and then uh, Kathleen Gross made a time horse uh, poster the Adventures of Time Horse that's right the time traveling horse now that I want to bring back <laughs> I like it nice so yeah we, we had, had uh, Steve uh, Scrooge for our three uh, hundredth episode. Yeah. And then the 400th episode, I want to make sure that I... We had Kathleen again. Kathleen Gross came by. Yeah, we had... Oh, boy. Nina was there. Yeah, Nina was there. Jason Dedrick. Pia was there, though Pia lives in the building, so it's not... (laughs) Pia was there, yeah. Jason Dedrick. uh, David Fine, Alison Snowden, and Nick Park also got by. Nick Park, yeah. That sounds weird that Nick Park was there. (laughs) But somehow, Nick Park was there. Yeah, it's uh, it's, uh, odd. But it it (laughs) was true, and there's video footage of that to, to prove it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, that was a that was a lot of fun. That was in the room next to this room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we wanted this room because it was warmer. And we were like, you know what? After the heat wave, just want a little bit of a warmer room. <laughs> so and, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, good plan. But for the five hundredth episode, we were like, what do we want to do? And then uh, it just seemed to be lining up perfectly with uh, being able to do it in person. Yeah, and we just went. You know what? You make it all big, and you big and big and big. What do you got to do? 
Got to bring it all down. Sure. Gotta bring it all down because you can only fast and furious so much. <laughs> Right? You know, you got a nuclear submarine. You start with like uh, stealing DVD players. Yeah. Now you're like fighting a nuclear submarine. You're driving on the ice as it's breaking and trying to, and then you got to go in space and the satellite. Forget it. You got to like bring it on home. <laughs> bring it on home. Bring it on home. It's all about family. Yeah. By the way, my pitch for uh, the next Fast and the Furious is someone sets off an uh, electromagnetic pulse. All cars are gone. Uh, can't use them. And so they all have to ride horses. Oh. Yeah. Horses, bikes. Uh, skateboards, anything that is not uh, got an engine, yeah, uh, they 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 use those things. They got to really bring it down. So you got to simple it up, especially horses. I think <laughs> would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we decided, hey, let's just make her intimate. Let's just uh, celebrate that we get to be in a room together. And so far, uh, it's not working. Let's admit this and just wrap it up. <laughs> it's not working. No, it's good. No, it's all great. <laughs> well, I think it's. The but you're going to be getting what you're getting in this episode. Yeah, is an episode. Yeah. The kind of episode we haven't been able to do for like almost a year and a half. Yeah. So this is this is what you get. Well, for sure. I mean, what did you think? We we're going to like be better? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the expectations were not even better. But like it would feel like, you know, uh, stunty. You know, like sometimes we uh, do stunty episodes. Like we'll yeah. try to uh, do a whole episode on one topic. Yeah, yeah. And by the end of it, we're like crawling on the ground. <laughs> it's like clawing at our faces. <laughs> Or we'll do our questions episodes, yeah. which are now just becoming Jerry Lewis telethons, <laughs> yep. with no money raised for anybody. <laughs> not even us. At, not even for us. <laughs> People just like zone out completely. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, no, this is a this is a this is a true treat and a true treat. Um, yeah. Do we do we want to? Um, do we want to split up people's communiques with us through the episode, or do we want to save them all for the end? What is your feeling? Maybe a split up is a good idea. I think. Yeah, I think yeah, splitting up yeah. a little bit, uh, a little sure, bit. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe I'll read uh, a couple of the uh, online uh, things. Sure, sure. And then we'll get to uh, more as we uh, as we go along. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we did ask a question uh, of the week, uh, which was: uh, Is there an old segment that we did on the show that uh, you wanted to revive? So far, we revived De- Deck Talk. Mm-hmm. We've revived Chick Talk. Uh, but not to be confused with Jack T. Chick Talk. <laughs> it's totally different. Which has to end with someone going, Ha-ha, you're in hell! Oh! I tricked you, says the devil. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, uh, but we mentioned that this is the 500th, so anything you want to talk about about the show, that's fine. So, uh, as we mentioned a little earlier, our friend Louise Moon actually dropped by and gave us cookies. Yeah, it's and very nice. fantastic. So thank you very much for the in-person. We'll have a uh, picture of those cookies later. We will, we will, yeah. And you think like, oh, can we have some of those cookies? No, they will be eaten. <laughs> uh, our friend Sarah Walsh is the first letter uh, that we're going to be reading. Wow, sir. And uh, she says, I'm hoping to find time later this week to write a proper comment, but I just wanted to drop in now while I'm listening to 499 in case I get too busy or forgetful later. Seven gigs this month, all outdoors, and the rest of the summer is already just as booked. Holy feast or famine, Batman. <laughs> California is open and live for music business. Good on you and stay cool. That sounds stay great. Cool. That sounds great. Yeah. Anyway, this is her saying anyway. I'm not anywaying this. I think that's very interesting. Uh, happy 500. That is an inconceivably huge number, a fantastic accomplishment, and I am grateful to have been along for most of the ride. You guys are the best imposters ever. <laughs> Seriously, though, I think what makes Sneaky Dragon so good is that you aren't slick professionals. You're not annoyingly perfect. You make a great podcast. You're genuinely good and funny and honest, and that's better than perfect any day. Thank you. I just realized we're going to have to be reading compliments out loud, <laughs> and that's going to be very freaking difficult. 
for me. Okay, <laughs> continuing on. Someone put us down. Um, okay, I have to get back to work now, but I will do my best to answer some questions in a day or two. If I don't manage it, just know I am listening every week, cursing myself for forgetting to comment, and hoping there will be an episode 1,000. Oof. That's really nice. That's nice. All right. You get, uh, I think you can get like two. I'm going to get two more. In. Sure. Go. Uh, Scott McGinnis. Hey, Scott. Writes, happy 500th, David and Ian. Quite an achievement, especially considering the state of the world in the last 18 months. You guys have made lockdown and the whole COVID shit show more tolerable. Our shit show helps that shit show. <laughs> so it's a cancel. Shit shows catch, cancel right. each other out. That is how it works. Too. Yeah. It's like uh, two negatives make a positive. That's right. Yeah. Again, you cannot argue with math. <laughs> you can't. Overture shit show. Um, knowing there's a couple hours on Sunday where I could just escape into your world, it's been great. As a middle-aged Scotsman living in London who has never visited Canada, it really does feel like a different world sometimes. I mean, different types of mac and cheese? That blows my mind. Huh. Hey, give us your address. I will send you a box of uh, wild mac and cheese, whatever the weirdest mac and cheese I can find. So, Scott, give us your, send us your address, and I will, I will mail you a box, Canada-style. Uh, I hope you both realize just what a service you provide. It feels like getting one of those letters you get at Christmas telling you about your family's year, but actually interesting. Ooh, burn on your family. Well done. <laughs> My fellow uh, sneakers also contribute to that family feeling. It's like being part of an elusive we community. Oh, it's a bit of a shot at our numbers. <laughs> All gathered around and listening to the elders. Oh, Jesus Christ. There was a lot of... There this was a lot of backhand in that this compliment. This is what you asked for. Yeah, it was. Boy, howdy. <laughs> it's like listening Shoot. to Grandpa just before he dies. <laughs> I wasn't at the start of the 500, unfortunately, but I plan on being right along with you uh, for the next 500. Stay safe and stay sneaky, everybody. Scott. That's very yes, nice. Yes, you're old. Old, 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 old. <laughs> you have a small audience. Okay. <laughs> Uh, our friend uh, Regis, we're gonna we're gonna stick around with kind of this European feeling. Oh, yeah, and uh, friend Regis says hi, the nicest random podcast I know, <laughs> and it's just amazing, like amazing. You enter one day and never get out. <laughs> Sneaky. Mm. <laughs> I guess that, that's a compliment. Uh, why? Because one day you put one ear on some full, complete, or total podcast on subjects of the highest importance. Like the Marx Brothers, a fight against capitalism. Tintin, how how to do uh, music with metal. And Beatles, <laughs> welcome to the amazing world of insects. <laughs> Intrigued by such cultural, uh, highly cultural subjects, you wonder what it has to do with dragons. And then you put your other ear on the main podcast and can't get it back. Really sneaky. <laughs> and now this sort of anthology is included into the main show for the same price. We've now got the exhaustive dark shadows, photons, waves, or particles, with commentary bonus included. Clever! <laughs> so, happy 500. Fun fact! Did you, did you know that it was the number of fortune in American numerology? I did not, but I was sort of saying that earlier. It does explain the magazine. Fortune 500. Yeah. It all makes sense. It does. Uh, stay sneaky and drag on. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice. Oh man, I, I love reading uh, Regis's letters. They're, fun. <laughs> they're, fun. they're very, they're very much like reading a poem yeah. in school, and you're like, you know, this is one of the greatest poets of all time. And, you know, people don't get all of it, yeah, but you know, you'll enjoy it. And then as you get older, you'll understand it more and more. And I feel like in ten years, I'm going to read back on his letters and just go, oh, of course, 
<laughs> that was a reference in the asterisk to the thing. And the, uh, yes, of course. That was the thing about the Zeppo fetish. Yes, this makes sense. <laughs> of course. Do you have Do you have anything to read? Oh, do you want me to read some emails? Maybe. Yeah, let's mix it up. Oh well, I just have to turn on my reading thingy. Well, turn it on, dead man. <laughs> I will. Actually, the quote is. Just kidding. Not gonna go there. I'm gonna sneak uh, one of these sour candies while you do that. Sure. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> very, uh, very subtle. I'm very subtle. Yeah. Uh. Oh, okay. Go ahead, just read it. Read it on. <laughs> Sorry, one second. It starts as a joke and then it legitimately <laughs> is that sound. Okay, go. It's fine. It's fine. All right. This is from Louise. Oh. Who was kind enough to give us some cookies, as we said. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Louise herself is a smart cookie. Yes. So it's cannibalism when she makes them. <laughs> Louise says, congratulations on your 500th Sneaky Dragon, the original series podcast. Ian and Dave, oops, sorry, I, I'm like, it's like I can't even read the, uh, let me take off my glasses so I can actually read this. Oh, Mr. Dedrick, you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Congratulations on your 500th Sneaky Dragon, the original series podcast, Ian and Dave. Thank you for the hundreds of hours of amusing pop culture conversation and inspiring personal revelations. I also reached a milestone this year writing for my 25th animated series. The first one was Weirdos back in 1999. I'd never written for animation before and got the gig because Ian very generously passed on my name to the producers. I've been imposter syndroming my way through the animation (laughs) world ever since. That's good. So a big 22 years in the making. Thank you for that as well. I'm also grateful to Dave and Mary over at the Sneaky Dragon Listening Party for opening my ears to a lot of rare and unusual music, especially the novelty songs. I'm sending you the intersection of the Venn diagram of weirdos and novelty songs, (laughs) which is a little ditty I wrote the lyrics for. It comes at the end of the episode, Traffic Jam Session, and is entitled Love Mechanic. David Sinclair was the local composer who wrote the music. I challenge you and your listeners to guess the name of the hit song from the 1960s that I suggested the song to be written in the style of. Mm. Uh, and so then she has, uh, for your information, us with the lyrics, which I will not read now, but I will put on the website with the song Love Mechanics. Love and, Mechanic. Oh, sorry, Love Mechanics. Sorry, just Love Mechanic. Um, and of course, I cannot guess the song because that will spoil other people for making their but guess. have you listened to the song? Of course I listen to it. Very good. So, uh, but I won't spoil it with, with my own guesses. All I right. Will, I will, uh, I'll, I'll write that to Louise. Yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was an odd series. We wrote on a series called Weirdos uh, that was based, yeah, on the, as she says, on the Big Daddy Roth uh, characters. And, uh, and, and, the, and the only problem with the series was, uh, you know, it was like, uh, they're all driving fast and taking huge risks and they're crazy monsters and they don't uh, care about their own safety. And then uh, we wrote all the scripts and then... And, um, I guess standards and practices or whatever the equivalent was, uh, said uh, they can't ride fast, can't endanger anybody. Uh, they, uh, and all the basically things that, you know, would make this make sense. Take it out of there. You know, this would have been the perfect time to open uh, Louise's bag that she also gave us. Oh, yes, yes. Indeed. But I think that's sitting upstairs. So okay, how well, about if I read the next letter? How about you? Yeah, read the letter and I'll uh, run upstairs. You run upstairs. Okay. All right. So this is from Mick Elliott. Oh, oh so, so many stairs. <laughs> Uh, Mick wrote, he said, uh, Hi, Ian and David. Congratulations on 500 episodes. Can't wait for the next 500. And then here's a little fan-made title card in your honor. So thank you, Mick. Uh, once again, we will, it's great. And so we will uh, put that on our, on the 
the website. So you can see that one with the show posting. And then he adds, P.S. Favorite moments. Ian sharing his love of cats. The Star Wars Fansplainers episode, Sidecast I Know. All of Totally Tintin. Hearing your perspectives on popular culture right back to the 70s, especially given the crossover between Australian and, sorry, Australian and Canadian TV programming. Flummoxing Nina with deep dives into Fantasy Island plot lines. Hearing about David's out-of-body hallucinations while sleep-deprived coloring on Sparks 2. And generally, just listening to you both chat with such authenticity and affection. PPS, I know it's not a question episode per se, but I'd love to hear Double D's thoughts on Peter Jackson's recut of Let It Be slash Get Back being released as a three times two hour special on Disney Plus. Um, I didn't know about that. You didn't know about that? Yeah, it was just announced a little while ago. Because um, we were talking about possibly bringing Completely Beatles back for yeah, to do for it, one episode. For one episode to do, and maybe I'll save the talk for that. The problem is, is that it kind of takes away like the whole fun of the would to be go to the movie theater to see mm-hmm. Get Back, which I'm kind of disappointed in because you know it kind of speaks to Peter Jackson's inability to edit a movie down these days. <laughs> Once upon a time, he could make a movie that was under two hours, and it seems like he's lost that ability. As you guys know from the, if you've listened to Completely Beatles, you know that I decided that Let It Be for hard for a long time. Hard Day's Night was my favorite Beatles movie, but after doing Completely Beatles and watching Let It Be, I decided that that was my favorite movie because I enjoyed so much the story of that film, which was the Beatles, you know, kind of deciding to do something, hitting a roadblock, working through it, and then having this glorious, never to be seen again concert on the roof of Abbey Road Stu- or Abbey Road or uh, their several I should say their several row offices. And that to me was just like a, such a great story and I loved it so much. And, you know, uh, there's been talk coming from the camp, from the Beatles camp and Peter Jackson about how, you know, if you watch all the footage, you can see happy moments and the fact that they got along and stuff like that, which I'm sure that's true. You know, everyone has their story. The interesting thing to me is that Michael Lindsay Hogg was there for the filming of, of Let It Be. And this is a story that he wanted to tell from it. Now, it is edited slightly that he didn't like uh, under um, under the uh, orders of Alan Klein, the quasi manager of the Beatles. He had to cut out as much other people from the movie as as he could. Mm. So he wasn't allowed to show much of Billy Preston or George Martin or or anyone else who was helping. You know, so you you do miss out that part of the story, and I and I think that's a shame. But you know, Lindsay Hogg within those within those parameters was able to tell the story that he wanted to tell. And that was a story that he saw when he did the, when he did the, when he filmed the movie. I mean, he was there unlike us or Peter Jackson, who are looking at it from hindsight, he was there and that was his feelings of how it went. And that's what you see in the film. And I think it's a great, like a success story. It's, it's a challenge. It's, you know, they have, they almost fall apart. The wheels almost come off the whole project, but no, they're able to get it together and, and put together the concert at the end and have, the fabulous Severo rooftop concert, and you see them playing together. You see them smiling at each other and like looking at each other like, this isn't so bad, is it? Like, this is, we're still really good. We can really do this. This is fantastic. And that's a really great story. How much of that story you you can tell with a six hour, you know, all, yeah. all holds, like no editing, no filter version of it. I really question, like, I'm still interested in it. Of course I'm interested in it because I love the Beatles. And I think it would be great to buy the DVD set and have that all available. But I still think it's a shame that there's not a theatrical release, that we're not going to get the Beatles one more time in the movie theaters to see this story, you know, be told. Sure, it's a different story if that's what 
Peter Jackson wants to tell, that's great. But the idea that he can't, he's unable to take this footage and make his own version of the story, you know, it just doesn't doesn't make any, it seems lazy yeah, to me. Yeah, release, just release that version. And then later, yeah. here's the extended cut, sure. as you have done with your yeah. Hobbit and Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. Now here's extended. It sucks to me that we're not going to be able to go to the theater and see a version of the Beatles that we'll never see, you know, we'll never see the Beatles in the theater again. Mm. That's what this says, right? What what other things can we see now from the Beatles? You know, there's no other things extant. This is like the la- This is like, you know, in terms of video, this is like the last project. That's yeah, a drag. You know, so I think it's I think it's a real shame. I think it's a real missed opportunity. And I understand, you know, that people, you know, that you know, that the six hour movie edit has become the thing. But I, you know, I don't want the Snyder cut of Get it, Get Back. I want I want to see like a a, a, fil- a you know a filtered a story you know i want him you know he was able to take like all of world war one and make it into a two-hour movie i think he can take the beatles history and make that into a the beatles doing one album and make that into a movie that's a, that's a good point my god so i'm not i'm not super pleased about it i mean i'm super pleased at the idea of seeing six hours of beatles <laughs> outtakes from the movie that's great yeah. but you know there's two things here that are at risk one is one is that we'll never get to see let it be again because let it be is now going to be cut out of the story of of the Beatles history, so that movie's gone, and so it's going to be replaced by not another movie, but by just a super long documentary that's going to give you this sprawling story, and but not any kind of like coherent, not a coherent story, not you know not mm-hmm. because you know I've, I've often joked and I'm kind of serious that the to me the worst thing that happened was when Paul McCartney became interested in the Beatles again. You know, like for a lot of his career through the 70s and, and the 80s, he didn't want to have much to do with the Beatles. Mm-hmm. He might do a few songs for his, say, uh, Farewell to Broad Was it Farewell to Broad Street? Yeah, Give My Regards to Broad Street. Yeah, Give My Regards. I mean, he might do a few songs for that movie. He might, you know, he might throw a few, pepper a, a, his uh, live album with oh, a few Oh, I see of them. what you're saying. Pepper. I, <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying. Thank you. Thanks for getting that. You might get them back into the act. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Had to get back it into all the makes act. sense. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It'll it, it'll be all white. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, like uh, it wasn't until like the sort of late '90s or even into the into the '90s that he that suddenly be, became really interested in like preserving the legacy of Paul McCartney as a Beatle. Mm-hmm. You know, and suddenly he's kind of like, well, I was as cool as John and and all this kind of stuff, and we did this. And, you know, he's kind of like, well, you know, Paul, who cares? Like, you know, hey, old man, great, great those stories from a long time ago. But the problem is, is that you know we have like we have the view of the Beatles. We have like the Beatles gave us their view. Mm-hmm. The Beatles created this thing in their time. And so now for us, for them to want to go back and like whitewash the be- the let it be experience into something that's different. And I'm sure there was happy times, but there was also bad times. While they're doing it, they were frustrated because they had this plan to like redo what was really exciting to do in the White Album, which was Happiness is a Warm Gun, which they insanely did this really complicated song live in the studio, did all the sections at the same time, played it all together, and it took them like 90 takes to get it right. But it was so much fun because it really demanded their music musicality which was something they hadn't done for a long time because they had you know if it was a mistake you could just edit it right edit it out but they decided they weren't going to do that and they thought this was really fun let's do a whole album of this oh my god what a nightmare (laughs) and so that was a reality for them and if the movie excises that reality of the time just so we get like a happy la 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 experience of doing it back then i feel like we're only getting half the story again and what is the good of that? You know, you can, I just, I just, that's my feelings. I'm sorry. That was just like a vomit of thoughts about no, it. No, but that's fine. But there you go. Those are my feelings. But by the way, still totally looking forward to it. I can't wait. 
So uh, it's going to be great. By the way, I'm going to have one of Louise's cookies now. Sure, go ahead. And uh, I brought the bag down. So we have the bag. Oh, okay. So I'm going to, by the way, eat, eat one of my letters of my name. <laughs> Please do. All right. So this is from Louise. I'm just going to un- unwrap this. Unwrap and roll. Oh, my God. It's letter. That is a good letter I. <laughs> oh, it's in a little is box. Is it printer ink? It's a, li- <laughs> it's a little box. It's got a... Oh, it's, it's got, got a little a, foot on it. It's got a little shoe, like little Ziggy Dragon shoe, running shoe. Podcasters 500, made in Canada. What does it say? Green, purple. Oh, okay. So then it's got the Sneaky Dragon logo on the top. It's got a nice little uh, green bow on it. Yes, very nice. <gasps> Patreon Schmatreon. <laughs> Here's 20 cents per podcast. Not the least I could do, but close. Oh, oh nice. My it's gosh. a shoebox full of 20s. It's a shoebox full of 20s. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Very nice. We'll we'll divide this evenly later. One for Ian, two for me. Hey, One? wait. Yeah. Thank you so much for the greatest gift of all, the gift of cash. <laughs> the stuff that he uses, he's, by the way, he says that, but he doesn't want to give his uh, nephew cash. Nope. I'm going to eat an N now. Oh, that's good. Very nice. All right. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for your, oh, and so, and the Nick sent a gift as well. Mm. So I'm going to open that up. Oh, you open that up. Okay. I always have my mouth. <laughs> Sorry for eating all the money. <laughs> Man, shoebox full of 20s is pretty great. Yeah. Really good. Do you remember your David Dedrick is our friend song from when you were in high school? No, I don't. You don't remember that song? No, I don't remember that at all. Okay, before I open this, <laughs> let me finish my N. Yes, mm. this, this is the N. It tastes more like this is the N. <laughs> I'm going to eat this, the N. You, uh... You said whenever I meet someone, I tell them this song, and uh, and then they will forget that I told them this song. Yeah. But subconsciously they'll have this song. Okay. And it was uh, David Dedrick is my friend, is my friend, is my friend. David Dedrick is my friend. Let's give him lots of money. <laughs> and then one day someone went, I should give Dave some money. <laughs> That's a good joke. I'm so glad I. It's one of the first things you ever said to me. <laughs> All right. So I'm opening. Next thing. Oh, it's a comic. Oh, hey. It's a comic book. Yes. It's a comic book. Uh, it only costs 20 cents. Big deal. <laughs> uh, or, oh, no, European. No, it's not. It's just 20 cents. Um, but it is a Dark Shadows comic oh, book. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. And the title is uh, The Vampire Trap. Wow. Barnabas, beware. Oh, wow. Okay, I think I have to present this back to you. Oh, thanks very much. There we go. Thank you, Mick. What uh, what That's I think wonderful. we should do with that in the future is uh, is uh, do a little uh, play reading uh, from it. Sure. Yeah. What's on the back, by the way? What's the uh, what's the ad for? Uh, it is. I will send you a big collection of stamps from over sixty different countries. Send coupon now. Sent to Peter Hastings, Box Forty Two, North Sydney, New South Wales, Twenty Sixties. Oh, so that's kind of cool. This is actually an Australian one. Just some of the countries in this collection. If you visited these places, you travel hundreds of thousands of miles, which would cost you thousands of dollars. San Marino. <laughs> That's true. It's true. You do save money not traveling to those countries yeah. to buy a stamp. When you send me this coupon, please include two five-cent stamps oh. or a 10-cent postal order. This is to help with mailing costs. I will send you, as well, about 20 packets of beautiful stamps, which are each priced very low. You may keep any at the marked prices or send them all back to me. P.S. The free collection offered above from over 60 countries is valued at 83 cents. But I'm giving this collection completely free. I look forward to hearing from you. So I guess it's kind of like the uh, 
Columbia House records, but of stamps. I guess so. So you were getting, he would send you several collections, then you forgot about them, and then your parents got a big bill for stamps. Yeah. But these are some of the places they're from. You ready? Yeah. San Marino, Russia, Formosa, Pakistan, Hong Kong, Indonesia, Philippines, Burma, Scandinavia, Persk, Solange, I don't know how to pronounce that, Persia, Nigeria, Rhodesia, Rwanda, Mali, Chad, Niger, St. Pierre, Gabon, uh, Centrafrique, Cameroon. These are a lot of places that are gone now, folks. Cameroon. Yeah, they ran out of stamps. Cameroons. <laughs> this guy kept saying. Kenya, DDR. Oh, that's the East, East Germany. Turkey, Ceylon, Argentina, Brazil, Cuba, Mozambique, Mexico, Yohor, Israel, and many other countries. They're all gone. <laughs> Persia. Where's Persia now, folks? Tell me. Wow. Well, that's a video game. Prince Find me Rhodesia on the map these days. Niger? I don't think so. Chad's still there, but it's not, it doesn't have a T in front of it anymore. Oh, cool. Nice. That's great. All right. So we got to take a picture of that. We got to take a picture of the shoebox full of 20s. Mm-hmm. So we'll do all this kind of stuff. So we'll put this over to the side, keep them safe. Yes. Nice, nice, and nice. All right. Do you want to do a little Dark Shadow since we have the Dark Shadows yeah, comic? Yeah, that seems a, a thing. Yeah. All right. All right. So you got to do the song. Let me. Dark Shadows. Uh, so here is uh, here's the book of notes. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know it's two hundred fifty pages. Half of it, almost half of it, are notes. It for... almost feels like you've got like a like a novel or something to publish <laughs> at the end of this. Nope, there's a lot of scribbles. Gotta take off my glasses for this, folks, because I cannot right. read. Uh, for... Have you got enough light? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. So this is uh, beginning at episode six hundred and thirty-six for those trying to keep up at home. Looking at you, Crystal. So uh, as we remember last episode, Adam had um. Wait a second. Did I read this last time? No. This is new, right? Yeah, this is a new one. I do it in different colors usually to try and keep myself... Ah, that'd be interesting. You just read the, the exact same one. Yeah. No. So last episode, if you remember, Adam was trying to uh, take the life essence from Vicky and trans- transport it into the skeletal remains of Eve, which uh, is kind of one of the, f- the funny little, um, what do you call it, a trope on Dark Shadows is the skeleton with a wig on it. <laughs> they, they love that. So... Uh, yeah, there's a skeleton with a wig on the table, and he's trying to trans transfer the life essence of of uh, Vicky into into Eve's corpse, and then Barnabas shoots Adam. Oh, and to make him stop, a weakened Adam is pushed away from the machinery, and but of course, a weakened Adam means a weakened Barnabas, since they they share some sort of uh, some sort of whatever they share it. Um, so Barnabas has Julia turn off the machinery. And then, but Adam refuses Julia's medical attentions, saying, no, you just want to help Barnabas. You don't care about me, which is probably true, but who cares about Adam? But he runs away. And uh, Barnabas is more concerned with Vicky than he is with whether Adam lives or dies or whatever happens to him. He doesn't care. Much to Julia's consternation. She's mm. like, you know, he's like, do you want me to go get, a, go get Willie to get a coffin for you? Is that what you want? Because that's what's going to happen. He's like, I've made my choice when I shot Adam. So he says, I'm just concerned with Vicky, so we need to take her back to, to the house. So they return, they return uh, Vicky to, to uh, Collinwood. Adam, meanwhile, breaks, returns to and breaks into uh, Stokes' apartment. And he's in there. And the phone rings. And, of course, he does what we all do when a phone rings in a stranger's house. We answer it. Yeah. But he doesn't say anything. It's Jeff. Oh, you should go, I'm Stokes. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm, I, I'm excited about this call, too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Jeff Clark on the line. Okay. And he's like, hello? Hello? 
Hello, but of course he doesn't say anything because he doesn't. I don't know why he doesn't say anything. Yeah, Dave just did the uh, old timey uh, phone thing with his hand. It covers it up. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I did the whole. Phone. Yeah. Well, it was really that was what he was holding. Was I, the handset. I don't say it's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not criticizing. I'm just explaining to people uh, the visuals I'm getting. Okay, so then Professor Stokes returns to find the injured Adam. Uh, Stokes calls his doctor, and it's kind of funny because he's like. He's talking to his doctor, and he's like, once again, hand, hand, handset. He's, uh, he's like, no, don't worry. Uh, I won't, you know, it's, it's a shotgun wound, but don't worry, I won't tell anyone that you've uh, come here. <laughs> I'm like, how often does this happen to Professor Stokes? This guy's like a rock star. So, so his doctor is used to treating mysterious gunshot wounds. Um, Adam has then changed out of the green turtleneck shirt he's been wearing for the last, I don't know, two months of the show, into a snazzy plaid shirt. So he's looking ah. very, very good, very... Uh, Snope kind of gently lectures him. He says, uh, you haven't chosen your friends very well. Or that shirt. Well, <laughs> that shirt's quite nice. Oh, very nice. Uh, and it's true. That the the, the um, blog I like to read, Dark Shadows Every Day, the, the writer of that has pointed out that for the longest time, there was two things men could wear in the show, a shirt and tie or a turtleneck sweater. Those are the two things they could wear. Okay. So this is a real break with, <laughs> with that tradition now because we've had... Joe Haskell getting his turtleneck shirt cut open, so he had revealed his bare chest in oh, the show. Right. That was a big turning point in the show. And now Adam is wearing a, a, just an open, like a t-shirt with a with a with an open. Do you think that shirt. there was uh, other uh, soap operas at the time that were getting racier, and they went like, "We got to up our game." I don't think they cared. Mm. I don't think they cared a damn what other soap operas were doing. Okay. <laughs> the show was was so hectically produced. I don't think they had time to know what other people were doing. And what's the reason for the uh, turtlenecks to cover up bite marks so you wouldn't know who was a vampire? No, I think a turtleneck was an acceptable alternative, like an ex- acceptable formal alternative to a suit and tie. Okay, fair or enough. Or a, jack- a, a shirt and tie. I gotta say, I do enjoy wearing a turtleneck sometimes. Do you? I do enjoy I'm wearing a turtleneck. I'm not a, a fan. I, I don't like, actually, I don't even like wearing collared shirts anymore because they, they bug me a bit. Okay. I'm just so used to wearing t-shirts now. Um... Yeah, so then Jeff Clark shows up in real life person at at the apartment. Uh, of course, Adam has to hide, and he's there to pick up some herbs that Stokes has picked up for him. And these herbs are, um, wait a second, what have I done here? These herbs uh, are, well, Clark is hoping that these herbs will help him remember his past. And um, he just like eats one right away. And Stokes is like, hey, hey, that's not how you do it. <laughs> There's like a little ceremony involved yeah, in this. Yeah, he's the guy in the video game who doesn't, uh, yeah. It's like Resident Evil. Hey, there's an herb. No, we could have merged that with another one, and then you wouldn't have been, uh, yeah, fool. You just got a third of your strength back. So so uh, Stokes ha- performs the remainder of the ceremony while Jeff eats the leaf at the appropriate moment in the okay. ceremony. Uh, it works. It works um, because Jeff can start to remember his past, but he starts feeling the past pulling him pulling at him and ah. so and he, he kind of starts to fade a little bit and it gets kind of dreamy looking but he resists wanting to see vicky again meanwhile vicky senses jeff is calling for her because he's kind of going no i have to see vicky again i gotta see vicky and so then she like arrives at stokes apartment i have no idea where stokes lives but apparently within walking distance sure. of collinwood apparently because she like got out of bed and walked over to his apartment to be there in the same scene like or maybe Jeff was having this happen for Maybe a few hours. Maybe his apartment is like a Baba Yaga's house and it has chicken legs <laughs> and it just walks to wherever it's needed. You know what? I hope it does. Yeah. I hope that's the case. Oh, you know what would be better? Frog legs. And it just does those high kicks. Okay. Right okay. Well, it's singing. Yeah. Hello, my honey. Hello, my darling. Oh, please don't sing that song now that I know what it's about. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> so then back at Collinwood, uh, Jeff is taking Vicky back there. Vicky convinces Jeff to marry her. 
Oh, Even though he says, nice. do you want to marry a corpse? She says, you're not a corpse. You're a real person. She squeezes his arm. And again, that is pretty much uh, what my proposal was like with Pia. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're a real person, she said to me. That's fine. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good that she was that convincing. She, what do you mean convincing? That, what, uh, oh, oh. I, but, I never <laughs> tell you. Uh, so they then tell Liz that... If you, have any, if you have trouble remembering names, let me know because... Uh, I, mean, I do, but don't worry about it. You're okay. not going to solve that problem in any way, shape, or form. So I'll just say Liz or Elizabeth Stoddard, the sort of matriarch of the, of the family, they tell Liz that they plan to marry that night. She's like, really, Vicky? And she's like, are you sure? Because this guy's been a bit of a flake. But she's like, no, Vicky is absolutely insistent on this. So they manage to find a justice of the peace that will marry, will perform the ceremony at three in the morning. <laughs> Liz acts as witness... And then the newly married Jeff and Vicky arrive somewhere. Maybe it's his apartment. It doesn't look the same to me, but whatever. They arrive somewhere with suitcases. And then they toast with champagne. They're like, ah, we're married finally. It's all uphill from here. Meanwhile, Barnabas gets all dramatic about returning to vampirism. He's like, oh, well, I guess pretty soon I'll have to get a coffin. Oh, I sure enjoyed being out in the day, but I guess that's over with. Oh, alas. And Julia's like, but you're fine. He's like, what do you mean? Well, do you feel weak? Do you feel like? The urge for blood? He's like, no. Then you're fine. Adam's fine. You're fine. Calm down, weirdo. By the way, did he get rid of his old coffin? I imagine so. Uh, I imagine so. Look, as a regular person, eventually you're going to need one. They needed the room for the downstairs lab. (laughs) Okay. I'm just like, keep it for like your actual death. Yeah. You know, now your family's going to have to pay for another one. You had a perfectly good coffin. You threw it away. Yeah. It just seemed like a weird sort of thing to be laying around the house when you don't need it if someone came over. Put a garden in it or some nice plants. <laughs> put outside as a garden. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Julia suggests the bigger problem isn't Adam, but Angelique. Okay. Who is going to awaken, or at least return, she's going to return to her coffin. And when she awakens again, she's going to be calling for Barnabas. Because mm. Barnabas has been brought back by Nicholas Blair, of course, to perform this makes, thing. And now, makes he's, sense, yeah. now he's back under the influence of Angelique. So he says, what we need to do it's going to stake in a mallet and find her coffin and kill her. And then Barnabas is like, well, I don't really remember where it was because I was under her influence. So I don't really remember everything very well. And she's like, well, you know, try and think of what it was like. And he's like describing this and describing that. And then he's like, oh, it was in a, it was in a tomb. It was in somewhere in a mausoleum. So they're like, oh, we know where it is. It's in, it's somewhere in the cemetery. So it's that. So it was uh, in a tomb. Okay. It was in a cemetery. Oh, that helps. Yeah. Yeah. But it's only, come on. Eagles. Whatever it's called, Eagle Ridge, whatever they call that cemetery in this town, it's that's where it is. Yeah, but if you didn't know what actual tomb Eagle Nest, it was, it's called. there's a lot of there's a lot of people buried yeah. there. Eagle Hill, that's what it's called, Eagle Hill Cemetery. All right. So they go there and they find Angelique's coffin, but guess what? All right, she's not in it. The coffin. Well, as they approach the coffin, they step. A coffin steps on something crunchy, and he looks down, and it's the mirror. Nicholas Blair's magic mirror is laying on the ground, broken. Oh, that's bad luck <laughs> for someone. And then, but you're right, the coffin is empty. Okay. Angelique is gone. Where is she gone? We don't know, because Nicholas Blair is gone. She had, the only clue we have is her her uh, wish to Diabolos that she be she returned to her pre, pre-cursed condition. So without being a vampire again. So who knows where she is, though. I imagine she's gone forever and she'll never return. Come on. Do we go with the idea in this reality that vampires have souls or no? Do you think? I don't know. That's not something they talk about. Okay. I mean, they go to they can go to hell. Oh, then they got souls. Yeah, I guess. All right. I mean, it depends. What you know? Who knows? So um, now, meanwhile, back we go back to Vicky and Jeff. 
uh, Vicky gives Jeff a watch as a wedding present, and then they begin to canoodle. Jeff suddenly begins to reminisce. Instead of like canoodling, instead of doing some nice like necking with, with Vicky, mm-hmm. they're married. Time to neck. But no, he stands up and starts reminiscing about their meeting in the past. He's like, I remember when you were in jail as a witch and I tried to defend you and I didn't know what I was doing. And she's like, settle down, settle down. We don't need this. Uh, you don't need your like your, your little kind of uh, half brags here. You know, um, he's like, you know, you were going to get hanged and I tried to stop you from being killed by the... And what a great guy I was then. Boy, what a, what a, and she's like, Jeff, just sit down. This is not a good idea to be start reminiscing about the past. Yeah, like, yeah, you're going to hurt your arm. You're going to hurt your arm. <laughs> but suddenly, Sir Arm and all, he begins to fade. Oh. He's being pulled back into the past and he can't stop it. This is how you ghost someone back then. And Vicky goes, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And Vicky runs to the phone to call <laughs> Professor Stokes. And Jeff's like, what's he going to do? And, uh, and then, you got Stokes. The reason for it is, though, is that you can cut away from Jeff, and yeah. then you cut back again. Now he's on a chroma key. Ah. He's no longer in on the set. He's just like a... He's got the day's weather behind him. He's got the day's weather behind him, <laughs> and he fades into the past. Oh, no. And uh, he's gone. So okay. Vicky returns to Collinwood to tell Liz what happened. Oh, and this is kind of funny, because this was the next episode. So that was the end of the episode. All right. And so the next good. episode... It, so this is something I learned reading the... Uh, reading the... the blog that I've been reading. I said there was a writer named Ron Sprout who wrote for the show. And what he loved to do was have recaps. And so I imagine this was his episode because he thought these were very important, that you shouldn't just headlong rush through the show because people weren't seeing every episode. We should have an episode every once in a while stop and let people know what was happening. Sure. So, so yeah. So Vicky returns to Collinwood. Right. Can I just say, by the way, sure. if I had a, uh, a blog about vampire mm-hmm. uh, things, yeah. I'd call it a blog. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. The blah, blah, blog. Blog. So then, uh, I want to read your blog. <laughs> sorry, sorry for the loud skin cookies. Yeah, that's fine. I'm oh, sorry. You don't need to put the lid back on. What? <laughs> sorry, I can hear you. I was getting cookies. Go ahead. That's fine. So uh, Vicky returns to Collinwood to tell Liz what happened. Recap. Julia goes uh, goes to Maggie. She recaps for Maggie what's happened because Maggie's lost her memory, as you remember. Maybe not, but she did. No, nope, I didn't. But Julia, maybe, maybe we got the same problem. Julia, Vicky, and Liz then get together so they can do some recapping about what's already we've been <laughs> recapping about. Chris Jennings shows up with uh, money for his sister, Sister Amy's care. He wants to give that to Julia. Okay. Get, is, it a, is it in a box like the money we just got? It was not in a box. No, he just gave, gave her money. Okay. Uh, but we also get some more recapping. Then, as Maggie and Vicky recap, Vicky senses the presence of Jeff. His hand touches her cheek, and she knows it's him because only one hand could ever touch her cheek. As Liz and Julia discuss Vicky's condition, more recapping, the phone rings, and it's Wincliffe calling. Chris's sister, Amy Jennings, has escaped. But So Julia goes to tell Chris, but he's already gone because he realized what time it was and the fact that he's a werewolf, can't be hanging around. No, no. So he's gone. So then we cut to him stumbling through the, the woods outside of, outside of Collinwood. He's stumbling around, not doing very well, the full moon. He's going to He's going to turn into a... Uh, He's like on the verge of transforming, but we don't see that. We cut back to, to Vicky, still feeling Jeff's presence, goes out into the hall where she finds the watch she, she gave to Jeff mm. sitting on the floor. A Meanwhile, wear watch. What's that? A wear watch. It's a wear watch. <laughs> you wear it. Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah, of course, that's, a, that's why they call it that. Meanwhile, Liz decides <laughs> to go tell Barnabas about, about Vicky. Uh, we cut to a shot outside of a full moon, just so we know what's going on. And yep, then Liz is walking through the woods, and then she starts hearing noises around, and she's like, What's going on? Who's over there? Who's there? What? 
huh. and then she's becomes frightened. And I gotta tell you, this scene, like the actress who's playing Joan, Joan Bennett, who's playing the playing this role, is really convincing. Oh, good. Playing frightened in this scene, like it's, oh, it's actually really good. good Suddenly, then there's growling. And she looks horrified as the camera gets closer to her step by step. That's where that show ends. That's, a, that's the cliffhanger for that episode. Okay, pretty good. Then we cut. And so the fun thing about the show, as I mentioned before, they did not do like a video recap. They always would do a recap at the beginning of each episode, but they would re-perform the scene for that, on that episode. That's so odd. It is odd, isn't it? But they just didn't have the money. So they, it was cheaper for them just to redo it because the set's are already there and the right. actors are the same. Did they uh, ever alter what they did? To, to a little bit sometimes, but not very much. Because that was the thing they would do in the old-timey movies like Westerns. It was like, uh, how's he going to get out of this one? And you see the guy like drive off the cliff in the wagon okay, yeah, and yeah. kaboom. And then the next one, next one's like, uh, he, it's the same scene, but he jumps out and it's like, wait, yeah, he yeah. just redid the scene or, yeah, you know, yeah. he's not as tied up as he was in the previous. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're not that bad. They, they okay. don't really do that. They're, they're uh, retcon is just, they just retcon. They don't care if sure. you, they're, they're figure, figure you're not going to remember because that was like six months ago and you're not going to, you don't care. You don't have videotape. So, uh, so same thing again, the camera approaches her, but as she turns away this time, screaming, prepare to die, Right. the animal runs away, and she's so relieved, she sits down, and then she looks up, and there's this little girl standing there, and it turns out it's Amy Jennings. Mm. She, uh, we know she's escaped from Wincliffe, she's come looking for her brother, Chris. She found him, she just doesn't know it. Uh, so Liz brings Amy back to Collinwood, and Julia wants Amy to return to Wincliffe. But Liz insists that Amy spend the night at Collinwood. She doesn't think it's safe for anyone to be outside. So she introduces Amy to David. And so David and Amy are together playing. And Amy convinces David to, to take her exploring the closed-off west wing of the house. She kind of proves that she's not scared of thunder and lightning because it's storming out. It's a stormy night now. And uh, she's like, I'm not scared of thunder and lightning. And he's like, oh, you're brave. And then she says, I'm not, you know, I, I really like this house. And he goes, yes, yeah, some people are scared of it. She goes, I'm not scared of old houses. And he's like, well, you may be scared of the old closed-off West Wing. That's a, supposed to be haunted. And she goes, eh, what do I care? How about the locked room? <laughs> Where they keep the jam. <laughs> Street Jam was in there, too. With that weird, the weird wax top. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, from uh, Vincent Price's uh, House of Wax. Wax, jam. House of Wax. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't eat my jam. <laughs> oh, why didn't I lock the room? <laughs> I had to live up to its name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they they go into the old closed off section of the house, the West Wing. Yeah. David has got his his flashlight and he's taking her through. And they they enter a storage room and they find in there an old candlestick phone. You know the kind, yeah. right? The old one with, with the little separate yeah. part you put your ear. Yeah, is that you, Mert? That's right. And so uh, Amy decides they should play a game with the phone. It'll be fun to oh no to pretend to talk to the past or oh, no. to talk to someone. Might as well just break out a Ouija board, you fools. <laughs> okay. So Amy begins speaking to a man on the phone. Oh, okay. And this is a bad idea. It turns out she's speaking to the ghost oh, of Quentin gosh. Collins. Dun, dun, dun. That is an expensive call. The, ki- <laughs> the kids bring the phone back to Amy's room. And uh, David is this, find- a, is this a person-to-person call? No, it's ghost-to-ghost. Ghost-to-ghost. <laughs> <laughs> ghost. Yeah, like coast-to-ghost. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty I good, like that. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Nice joke. We all enjoy it. It is good. Why was it Space Ghost, Coast to Coast? When it should have been Ghost ghost to Ghost? Anyway. I don't know. Well, you could mail that to mail 25 that to years past. ago and see. I'll just talk, I'll phone them later on this phone that the girls are, kids are using. Uh, Dear Adult Swim. 
<laughs> I have notes. <laughs> so uh, David goes and finds like a family photo album okay. of old pictures. And they look through it and they find a picture of Quentin Collins. And so they're very excited because well, he's a real person. He's not just a, it's not just any old ghost. <laughs> I just like that. That it's a ghost and it's like, nah, it's just any old ghost. I'm bored. <laughs> By a ghost? Yeah. yeah proves there's afterlife, but okay, fine. Don't care. So then Liz arrives, and for, she, for partly she's kind of upset with the kids for not not being in bed. Yeah. <laughs> but then she's like, "What are you looking for this foot through this photo wall?" And they're like, "Oh, we're looking at pictures of my my ancestor Quentin Collins." And she says, "Oh, Quentin Collins says he used to live here, but then he went to France, and that was where he died." And the kids are like, "Oh." And so uh, during the night, Amy is drawn to the. She wakes up and she's drawn to the phone, and she receives more instructions from the ghost Quentin wow. Collins. So she goes into the abandoned West Wing. And oh, here's the other joke, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking to uh, talking to a ghost on the phone. Yeah, uh, you got to make sure the line's dead. <laughs> See, these are all fun jokes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, everyone's enjoying enjoying yourself. Like if it was Halloween. Yeah, I could sell these. <laughs> it's going over gangbusters. Yeah, just completely yeah. so good. That's these good. are excellent jokes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Did I put up a sign that said "boo"? Yeah, it'd be the afterlife of the party. <laughs> all right. <laughs> By the way, if I hold up a sign that said boo, it would be totally appropriate. Mm-hmm. Oh, kill my mic. Um, so yeah, she goes into the abandoned West Wing by herself, and she's waiting there for Quentin, and the door opens, Ooh. and someone enters the room. It's David. Oh, okay. He okay. heard her walk past his bedroom, and he's like, what are you doing in here? So they decide then what they should do is hold a mini seance, just the two of them together, and figure and talk to. Do the you know ghost. what uh, you use for a, a, a mini seance? What do you use for mini seance? Uh, let, let's really set this up. Sure. Uh, hey, Dave. Yeah. Oh, yes, are, Ian. Are you going to do a mini seance? Today? Yeah, I am planning to do a mini seance. You know what you should use for a mini seance? Well, what should I use for mini seance, Ian? A Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. See, we're all enjoying ourselves. That was fun. You know what? Let's just save the show for Halloween and just like air it then. <laughs> Let's do that. Uh, you know? Let's just, we'll leave a blank this week. We'll put episode yeah. 101 out. Put all two, this two jack-o'-lantern time. around. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just weird that you feel like you need a lot of pumpkin up from this, uh, this these jokes as well. What's this? What's this? <laughs> Why is it the 500th? It's came too late. <laughs> Their math is wrong. <laughs> So, one thing I found really fascinating about the scene is that <laughs> Sorry. David lights a candle from a lit fireplace on the set of the show. Okay. So, they have like a fireplace burning in this room, and he goes and he, he uses a stick while he's talking to Amy. And the first time he tries to light the candle, it goes out. So, he has to put it back in again and talk to her some more, and then he lights the candle. And they put it on the table. They start the seance. And as they call to, to uh, Quentin, the door opens. And there's this mysterious robed figure in the hallway. Oh. You know, sort of silhouetted against the lightning flashing outside. And you're like, uh-oh. But then the figure steps forward into the light. And it's Vicky. Oh. She's yeah. wearing like a, a robe. And then she's, her hair kind of gave it the sense of being, ah. a, being a, a, you know, a robe, like a, like a hooded yeah. robe. So then the morning comes. Chris arrives. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were a ghost, but I was so wrong. Or <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong. So, Sorry. That also works, right? If, if you're in, if you're uh, doing re- uh, road to Bali, it works <laughs> sure. great. Works great. Chris, patty cake, patty cake, baker's Ben. All right, go ahead. Please continue. Chris <laughs> arrives in the morning, um, but it, you know, but he tells Amy that she can't stay with him, and she's very upset. But Carolyn insists that Amy remain at Collinwood 
with them. Okay. And uh, he's he's like, oh no, that's that's too much trouble. And they're like, no, no, it's fine because it'd be nice for David to have someone to take to have to play with, and they're already having fun together. And uh, and then Amy, of course, is upset because she can't stay with Chris. But don't worry, David tries to cheer up with the prospect of another seance. <laughs> get paid by the seance <laughs> i guess so meanwhile chris huh. takes carolyn out to the blue whale for drinks the, the bar we haven't been to this blue whale for a while but here it is still there folks the blue whale still there still playing its canned uh you know uh trademark free or whatever you know copyright free music from the jukebox you know to some some uh surf music playing on the sung by whales to <laughs> <laughs> do run run to run run so they're there for drinks yep and uh but i tell you chris jennings as we know is a werewolf sure he has the worst time management on earth he is constantly like what time is it almost sundown i gotta hurry look yeah, you so think you'd like really get it together yeah you think you'd have like wear a watch and you look at it occasionally and go oh it's uh, coming up time for uh, whatever so while he's having a drink is he having any like meaty snacks or anything is he like a plate of ribs no no huh. just having drinks all right and uh so then, so then he calls over the bar waitress to give him the check, and she comes over to the table, and he looks at her, and he can see an upside-down pentagram on her face. Oh, but only he can see this. Only he can see this, yeah. Okay. And so apparently this is a reference to the 1941 movie The Werewolf, where the next victim would be revealed by a star with a circle, like a star within a circle oh, on the hand okay. of, the, of the next victim. So this is what this... So. Uh, a shaken Chris returns to his, his hotel room where he chains himself up to the radiator again because it worked so well the last time he ended up killing uh. a bunch of people. Uh, and we get, for the first time, the first werewolf transformation. Oh, wow. And so the way they did it was they do this by fading from Chris to a stuntman who is wearing the full werewolf makeup. And it's nice. pretty good makeup, too. It does have, like, the blackened nose to make it look like he's a dog. Um, but anyway, yeah, but you know what? Go. That way you can, like, feel it and know if he's healthy or not. It's <laughs> a cold nose. <laughs> so, yeah. So, now this, so then the stuntman does a bunch of crazy stuff. And then, he, and then we cut back to the bar, back to the Blue Whale, where the waitress is closing up for the night. And the door rattles. And she's like, we're closed. And then uh, you're like, I guess that person's gone. <laughs> Couldn't possibly have been a werewolf, could it? No, they jump through the window. The werewolf jumps through the window. Oh, wow. And roars and then goes walking towards the Cause camera. Because a, a, a vampire has to be invited in, but a werewolf just does what it wants. Say that again, sorry? A vampire has to be invited in, yeah. but a werewolf can just like just go right on in. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Hey, thanks for stepping on my joke, which was going to be, and it was its last call for the waitress. But I guess I, oh, okay. I, guess I don't get to say that And then she offered him a silver <laughs> bullet. <laughs> Sorry about that. With the last call, no, do you want joking. to do it again? No, it's fine. It's All right, I'll set you. Uh, Amy wakes up, upset because she had a bad dream about her brother. Mm. So I think it's really interesting. Now, you know, the interesting thing about this show is we, we're kind of sympathetic to Chris. We shouldn't be, but we are. He's a murderer. Okay. He's a mass murderer. He's yeah. killed. He's killed a hotelier. Killed the guy. He's killed. Uh, he's killed a bar waitress. Now. Okay. You know, he's a murderer, but. It's interesting. They have Amy wake up, and she's concerned about her brother, and it, you know, and so it gives us a you know a sense. So you know, he's got a relationship with Carolyn suddenly out of yeah. nowhere. He's his sister's concerned about him. It makes the character more sympathetic to us as the audience. Well, right? the vampire feels like they're making decisions. Yeah, and a werewolf is just like along for the ride, trapped in this. I guess know. it is, but I feel like they could do a better job. Like it of feels keeping like the guy safe. who's the werewolf, but the the only out they have is really killing themselves. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, that's a pretty hard thing to do. 
It's a hard thing to do. If yeah. you're not depressed, it's hard to kill yourself. Yeah. And when you think, like, I can just put myself in a cave yeah. and just do this. Yeah. Yeah. They never really say, okay, so if, they, if you're, let me just ask you the, this. Mm. Uh, so they always have the thing where the werewolf gets put in a cage and then the, and everything goes. Uh, so if a werewolf doesn't kill on the full moon, is there any, mm? yeah, I don't know. Any, I don't really know the myth. Any problem? I don't know the werewolf. Because a vampire myth. doesn't feed. Yeah. The vampire wastes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like if a werewolf doesn't kill, is it just, eh, what are you going to do? Like it really feels like yeah, then it, what you should do as a werewolf is don't cage yourself once a month, you tool. Go to a deserted island and like live there where mm-hmm. you can't get to anybody and uh, that's how you live. Yeah. You're fine. No, I mean, it's it's hard. Like you, you're a person, you're hoping, you're hoping to find some sort of way out of this situation you're in. Right. You know, and you don't mean to kill people. You're trying to stop that from happening. You were a victim as well. Listen, a vampire. Well, sometimes a vampire. A vampire is a victim in a way, but once. Well, is it? Because it, it depends if you're going with the vampire rules of you've got to drink their blood as well. And you make the choice to be a vampire. It seems like in this show, it's not your choice. Okay. You're dragged along. But a werewolf yeah, is never a curse, like, right? make me a werewolf. I want to be one. Never. It's it's yeah. like you got bit just like someone else did. And so now you're a werewolf. And yeah. you don't want to be. No, no. So we so yeah, Amy wakes up and she uh, she has a bad dreams. So Vicky Vicky obsesses about um, she's obsessing over Jeff. Okay, basically, she's obsessing over Jeff's watch, and she can f- feel him with her, but is interrupted by a frightened Amy. And by the way, by this point in the show, Vicky's being a very bad governess, being a very bad nanny, because she's so concerned about this whole Jeff thing that she's just ignoring the kids who are running around at night looking for a ghost. It's ridiculous. Professor Stokes arrives. At Vicky's request, uh, Amy thinks he's funny, which I really like. He's just like, oh, I'm glad I appeal to the younger demographic, he says to her. Uh, Vicky wants his help to return to Jeff and demands the three Indian herbs that uh, he had given to Jeff oh, earlier. Oh, okay. Soaks tells her that she must die to be reunited with Jeff. What he means by that is, if you go back to that time, you will die. You'll be hanged. Okay. Because you're going to return to that time when you knew Jeff. And she's like, I'm okay with that. We can change history. And he goes... That's a big. That's a big ask. Hey, changing yeah. history is a big ask. Like that's not easy to do. So um, now a sensitive Amy can hear the cries of the widows. This has happened on the show before. The cries of Widows Hill, where the widows, a uh, place where different women have have thrown themselves to their death. Okay. And so there's like the ghosts gather there, and if someone's going to die, they cry at night. Oh. And so Amy can hear this. And now an overwrought uh, Vicky has stormed out of Collinwood. And so when Amy says to Liz, like, why am I hearing these cries, these women's cries, Liz realizes those are the widows. Someone's going to die. And Vicky's out there, you know. And That's then, creepy. That's and good then, creepiness. And uh, so they, <laughs> so, um, so Vicky has gone to the cliffs at Widow's Hill. She's standing there. She's trying to will herself to throw herself off the cliffs right. to her death. Scarlett Johansson's there. Okay. Oh, she has a small role in this as well? Oh, because of the, yeah. She's, she has this close by. She and uh, she and the arrow guy are fighting each other. Yeah, and, he's, and she's going, it's widows. It's for widows. <laughs> and he's like, duh, I'm Hawkeye. I'm like, oh, boy. That's right, Hawkeye. I can't, this guy. I don't know why I can't duh. remember his name. <laughs> I might be Green Arrow. No, it's another thing. Okay, sorry, Black Canary. I'm not Black Canary. Black Widow. Duh, they're similar. <laughs> So, so Vicky's gone to the cliffs of Widow's Hill, and she's willing herself to... And then Liz and Professor Stokes arrive, and they kind of talk her down. Right. They return to Collinwood, but Vicky cannot forget Jeff. Oh. Stokes goes downstairs and finds Chris with Carolyn, and over Chris's objections, Stokes declares they must hold a Oh, for seance. God's sake. 
So David was right. You know, it's They're at this point, it's a treance. It's like... <laughs> so many of them. Yeah. Liz is also unhappy about this, by the way. Yeah, it's like they've got their seance card and like they get a free sandwich if they do it one more time. She's like, you know, they've worked so well in the past. Let's do it again. No, she's like, this yeah, is what, a terrible idea. Why don't idea. I tie a werewolf to a radiator while we're at it? <laughs> yeah, all good plans. And let's trust Barnabas with his word. So uh, during the seance, yeah. Stokes calls to the spirit of Jeff Clark. But Carolyn is possessed by the spirit of a woman named Magda. Oh, this is new. She warns them about someone who must be stopped and her curse. But as she talks about curse, Chris interrupts the seance at hearing the word curse. And he leaps up and he, he you know, wakes up, you know, jolts Carolyn out of, out of her uh, trance. And everyone's like, why'd you do that? And Stokes mm-hmm. says, I'm very curious to know why you <laughs> stopped the seance then. But Amy comes to David to tell her that Quentin is angry. They try the telephone, and Quentin tells them that she will try to stop them. I assume Magda. Right. And that they must find him. At that moment, Roger returns home. And as he's putting away his briefcase, a book mysteriously falls on the floor, revealing a letter inside. And he, he finds the letter, and he realizes that it's from his uh, grandfather. And he reads the letter to Carolyn, and the letter, the letter, uh, oh, it's from his father, sorry. Jameson Collins, asking for his help with Oscar. The letter is from Quentin Collins. So Quentin Collins has written to Jameson Collins saying he needs help. He needs some kind of help from Oscar, and he needs Jameson's help. Uh, Carolyn connects the appearance of the letter to Magna to what's happening. Or not the letter to Magna, but she she should say she connects the letter to Magda and to everything else that's been happening. And meanwhile, David and Amy, have have, they sneak out to look for Quentin in the West Wing. And as as they attempt to go into the West Wing, an invisible force dashes the, the flashlight out of David's hand onto the floor. He's like, whoa, what's going on? Then as he picks it up, he's then pushed backwards away from the door. Someone's like pulling him around the waist and pushing him away. But Quentin has given them orders and they feel like they must carry them out because they know that someone's going to try and stop them, but they don't know why. So they're, they're working against Magda without really understanding what's going on. David shows Amy. So then the door is locked. They can't get through the door. So then they're like, well, what can we do? But David's like, oh, I have, an, I have a secret way. So they go down to the sitting room and they move a chair away from a panel and behind this panel is a secret door into ah. the west wing so as they walk along the hallway a grandfather's clock is pushed over in front of them that they once again ignore the warning <laughs> they know that someone is trying to stop them but they are determined to go on of course yeah, so they enter they're dummies yeah they're dummies. they enter the deserted storage room and the door slams behind them locking them in then carolyn wakes up screaming from a terrible dream in which damon and a- david and amy die oh so Roger, to humor her, goes out to check on David, only to discover that both children are missing. So now they're very concerned. So, um, but as Carolyn is pulling on her robe, she's standing by the mirror. She sees in the mirror the, the name Jameson appear letter by letter in the mirror. Ah, okay. And of course, she's very scared by that. And then uh, still locked in the storage room, the children, sorry, the children hear music playing old-fashioned music playing like oh that's always a good like an, sign like on an old gramophone oh that's place. great yeah fantastic might as well have little girls singing it's great um they have they're searching through the house but magna magna leads carolyn towards the west wing where the children are hidden uh but the children hear them coming and hide because they're afraid of getting in trouble okay and they're thinking is they're going to unlock the door come in and when they leave they won't lock it again then we can get out all right but when they walk in they don't unlock the door they just walk right into it, walk in the room oh and then the children, they look around, the children aren't there. So then they leave, and then the children go to try the door, but it's locked. Because it's the locked room. It's a locked room. <laughs> and so then 
behind them. Yeah, you set that all up. <laughs> you didn't realize you were setting that up for like when you were a kid. Meta. Yeah. A panel on the wall swings open mysteriously and the children crawl through. Okay. What will they find? We'll find out Narnia. next time on <laughs> Dork Shadows. Oh, wow. Yikes. Good one. There we go. Yeah. Dork Shadows. Hooray. <laughs> How much longer I'll be watching the show, or who knows, because I don't have a coloring project to uh, mm. to pass the time. And, you know, that Tubi doesn't grow on trees. What, it's free? Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh, maybe. it's fine. Yeah, maybe it does. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, where do you, what do you think is going to happen? Yes, huh, huh, guys? What do you think? Unless you've already seen what's going to happen. In which case, don't spoil it. <laughs> don't be that kind of person. So, uh, Vamp, okay, so you're a werewolf, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm an urban werewolf. I've been bitten uh, by someone. <laughs> And like yep. I've I've tried a couple of times, like I'm chaining myself to a radiator, and I just find myself, ugh, I've killed a barmaid. Yeah, I feel bad about this. Sure. Uh, can I kill myself with traditional means, or does my werewolfism mean I, as myself, as a human man, have to find a silver bullet and get someone to shoot me, or for me to shoot myself with a silver bullet? I would think that's the case. Right. I would so think if that I just you... jumped off a cliff. Yeah. That would, no dice, come the yeah. full moon, I'd just, ah, ah, and I'm a wolf again. Yeah. All right. A beat up, broken wolf, but you're a wolf. Right. I, I think, just, I I think just that makes the most sense. Pain. Yeah. Like I, could, I could drink as much poison as I wanted, no dice, because I'm a magical creature <laughs> with the wolf trying to keep me alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you say, cut the wolf's head off, is that nix for the wolf, or is it just, again, it'll grow the head back because the only thing is a silver bullet? I think he would stop it, but the next. It would, when the person transforms, they'll be a normal person again, and the wolf will be normal the next time they transform. I take, okay, so I'm a werewolf. Yeah. I don't want to kill nobody. Mm -hmm. So I take a, I take a cruise, and I take a cruise out basically the middle of the ocean. Yeah. And I just jump off. Yeah. And I jump off, and I sink to the bottom of the sea. Yeah. Is that, is that fine? Will that take care of the problem? No, because the wolf will swim back. Man, that's probably. May take a while. Yeah. (laughs) But I think you would, wouldn't be able to do it. Oh, you think the wolf's? I think that's to part of the curse. Yeah, yeah. Is will fight will fight me on that. Yeah, I think that you can't kill yourself because you know you are now in, inextricably connected to the wolf. Like you are the same being. Yeah. And so his wants are your wants to a degree. And it sounds like they're not going with the idea of the wolf will kill the one it loves the most. No, I think the, it's pretty random. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, just, random. it's just a random thing. When he it's saw like, when he saw Amy, that's why he ran away from Liz Collins, right? Like he could have killed Liz Collins or Liz Stoddard yeah. when she was out in the woods, but seeing Amy, his sister, made him run away. Okay. So yeah, I don't think that's. Uh, I think you know, like all all these mythologies all have their own story, right? Like everyone yeah, makes up their about own version. What they really are. Like, what is this really supposed to represent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone has their own take on it. Like when you say that about killing only killing person you love, I've never heard that as part of the mythology before. So that's an interesting twist on it to me. Yeah. But I don't think that's part of the 1941 werewolf, for instance. I think that was part of, I was in one werewolf musical. And I don't <laughs> okay. know how many werewolf musicals I should have been in. But I was in a werewolf <laughs> musical called Curse the Werewolf. And I think that was that was an angle in that. But I've heard it in yeah. other ways as well. Like that was also, I think, a Futurama episode mm. where Bender gets bitten by a, a car and turns into a car. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, oh, who does he love the most? That's the one he's going to kill. And they were all like getting upset that he didn't love them the most. <laughs> I think it also might be a plot point in the movie The Maltese Bippy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The, the, with uh, Martin and uh, Martin. Lewis. Martin. Rowan and Martin. Rowan and Martin. Yeah. That's right. You want to say Martin and Lewis? <laughs> I know. You want to say that. And then you also want to go, why did they call it the Maltese Bippy? Why did they call it, you know, a parody on the Maltese Falcon when it's a werewolf comedy? Because the Bippy was a 
joke from Laugh-In. I understand. Bippy isn't the problem I have. <laughs> okay. I would call then Curse of the Bippy. Okay. You know, or some, some play on, you know, oh, but a Moonlight Bippy or something. Yeah. But like the Maltese Bippy. Yeah. What the hell has that got to do with werewolves? Oh, I don't, I've never seen the movie, actually, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, you haven't seen the Maltese Falcon or you haven't seen the I've Maltese? I've seen the Maltese Falcon, of course, right. but I've not seen the Maltese Bippy. All I remember is uh, they played they played it one afternoon when I lived in Montreal, and we all had to go play in the snow uh, at uh, Ile Saint-Alain. And so I only saw the first half hour, and I didn't realize there was such a thing as comedy horror. Okay. And so, you know, I was watching this, uh, you know, Rowan Martin thing, and they're, and they're just doing their things. Like, Listen, yeah, yeah. Dick, I'm going to this, this, this. Yeah. And then, like, they have a brutal murder. And it's like, what's that? What's that? And then it was like, time to go. And like, what? And I never got to see how it was resolved or anything. It was just like, it was an episode of laughing, basically, to me, where someone just got torn <laughs> apart and <laughs> murdered. <laughs> And now that I'm thinking about it, I probably had quite a few nightmares based on that. Yeah, that's probably not a very good show for kids to watch. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, what are you going to do? Not watch TV? (laughs) Uh, Laurel Robertson writes, Hello, Laurel. Hello, dear David and dear Ian. Thank you, dear Laurel. Uh, Of course, I I will write to say some nice things uh, for you to read on this, your 500th episode. Hip, hip, hooray! (laughs) You two are precious people, and I'm very thankful to have found Sneaky Dragon some years back. Uh, through that popular completely Beatles podcast portal. <laughs> I tried to figure out many uh, many years ago... Uh, sorry, I tried to figure how many years ago I started listening. The best I can do is know that I was the winner on the 250th question time. <laughs> that was the only time I won, so we know it wasn't fixed. Like Jonathan B's two-time wins. That's right. Speak <laughs> truth to power, Laurel. Well done, you. I had probably been listening a year or more then. Yeah, well, I mean, I hope you're listening on our 550th episode where Jonathan wins again. You know a good way to win? Yeah. Shoebox full of swines. I think Ooh. Louise might be winning next time. <laughs> All I know is that I liked you both right away and enjoy the show so much. I did not miss an episode. And in my head, I'm talking back, answering questions, nodding or shaking my head, LOLing, smiling, and or wiping tears. Oh, dear. Three years ago, my husband and I went on a two-week road trip out west. The phone I had at the time had miserably small amount of storage. I got worried as the trip progressed. And I was taking a lot of pictures that I might not have enough space to download the two Sneaky Dragon episodes as they were posted during those two weeks. Aw, I ended up deleting any other podcast I had subscribed to one at a time. Oh, my gosh. Until I was sure I could get my Sneaky Dragon fix. Made the whole vacation more comfortable. That means a lot. Thank you. That's great. Thank you, Ian and David, for doing the show, even when one of you was going through a hard time or a busy time dealing with life. Thank you for being so faithful, for not giving up, and for not going on and on about how to get more listeners. (laughs) We are here. We are here. And and there will be more. Thank you for... uh, A lot of people make fun of us for having a small audience, though. You know that other guy? (laughs) Anyway, thank you for uh, counting us listeners and fans and friends is important because you are very important to me and to us. Yes, you are very important to us. Truly, I could go on and on. Just thanks so much, dear Ian and dear David. Here's to the next 500. Love to you both and to the other sneaky fans. P.S. I enjoy all the tangents. And maybe there is not much to tell anyone, but I've missed the old segment, Deck Talk. Uh, give us a little recap, uh, would you please, David? And Ian, didn't you do a bit of an opening lead-in? Or maybe that was for Chick Talk, which is a good one, too. I think you will enjoy this episode. <laughs> we did a little of both. So thank yeah. you so much, uh, Laurel. Uh, again, that means a great deal. 
Yeah, we replaced uh, deck talk with tub talk. Yeah. Or is it uh, or tail 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 tails tile tails. Yeah. Yeah, it was going to be called uh, tubby tails. <laughs> But then the little Lulu folks got all up our ass. <laughs> shouldn't, have, shouldn't have tweeted about it. Yeah, Tubby Talk is going to be our little Lulu podcast. We're going to talk about the one male character because we're jerks. Um, Edward Dragansky writes, and you might think, does this mean that this is the end of the letters? No. Though normally, you know, uh, when we get to this point, we go, this is the Ed, the <laughs> Edward Dragansky, the Ed. This is, and yeah, we do that, we have fun. Um, my only regret is I can't wish you a happy 500th show in person, but I understand you guys have stolen our Texas summer, <laughs> so go ahead and keep it. And I wish you the best from afar. Just remember to stay cool, don't overdo it, and hydrate, please. I'm hydrating the best way I know how, eating cookies. <laughs> Very effective. Very yeah. effective. How much uh, liquid is in these gummy candies we got? It's uh, 50%. Excellent. That's a good ratio. Yeah. Uh, to think this all started with me searching for Marx Brothers podcast, which led me to your two delightful voices mm. and full marks. For the first week or two, I had no idea whose voice went with which face. This was only based on an image of you uh, both with no description of who was who. It wasn't long before I figured out uh, figured that out and became a regular listener. Yeah, a Dave would often start the shows with, oh, my glasses. So you'd know which one it was. That's how I'd do it. Oh, boy, these glasses are so annoying. I gotta take off my glasses. Um, I, if you want to know what I like hearing you discuss, that would be fansplainers. I really enjoy listening to you both discuss films. I also hope David continues any discussions about music on Sneaky Dragon after the listening party is wrapped up. I enjoy David's musical insights just as much as the film commentary. I like the discussions on Marvel, both the comics as well as the MCU, and any of the conversations about retro TV and culture. <laughs> We're all the same age, so that all resonates with me. All such young men. Months ahead of us. Mm -hmm. You guys really do make our, uh, our week with your show, and I'm happy you'll both be in the same room once again. We are, it's true. Let me throw something hard at David. There! <laughs> Ow. Ow. There you go. Cherry Blaster. Uh, what a great occasion to mark that reunion in person. Now, please go check your mail. I sent you both something. Happy 500th to the podcast of all podcasts. Also, glad to hear that you have a healthy res regimen in place, Ian. Please, please, please take care of your heart. Swimming is terrific. Cardio for you. Keep that up and avoid all of the rubber balls. We all love you and want you to be happy and healthy as possible. Thank you very much. I will avoid rubber balls and I will keep swimming. Just keep swimming. That's Thank great. you, Edward. It wouldn't have been a proper episode without a letter from you. Yeah, and let me just follow that up with uh, Ed's email to us. Very good. Which is, I think I speak on behalf of everyone when, as I wish you both a sincere and heartfelt congratulations on your landmark 500th episode of Sneaky Dragon. For myself, I had an idea that simply listening to a Marcus Brothers podcast could have resulted in such a great friendship, bringing us to where we are today. I could have gotten hooked on just any podcast, but I'm glad it was Sneaky Dragon. You've both given me much joy, entertainment, and food for thought each and every week, just by being yourselves and doing what you do best. All good things, Ed. And Ed sent us a caricature of Ian and I riding a dragon with uh, a lot of, uh, I would say, on-brand things around us. So oh, it's fantastic. Wicked. So once again, that will be on the website. And that's great. Just... We have a lot of very talented people. I know, it's crazy. This. It's very nice that we appeal to talented people. It makes me feel better about myself. We're a good bunch of weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our friend, our new friend, Crystal, 
uh, wrote <laughs> us as well, saying, congratulations on reaching the 500th episode of Sneaky Dragon. Rah, 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 sis, boom, bah, three cheers and a hearty huzzah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm assuming you're saying it that way. Yeah, I think uh, so. I'm grateful that I stumbled upon your podcast. It brings me joy and amusement each week to listen in and hear your thoughts and humor and helps me pass the time while commuting. You have become one of my top sources to hear about upcoming movies, television programs, and pop culture news. Did not know there was a new Indiana Jones movie coming out. And Mitchell versus the Machines was a fantastic recommendation. Thanks, guys. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I enjoyed the Dork Shadow segment. And yes, I'm trying to uh, play viewer catch up. Finally reached the point where Adam is fixing to be brought to life. Oh, ah, wow. Ben Adam. Uh, tuning in each week is like a welcome visit. I hope, I hope your husband is enjoying being made to watch Dark, dark Shadows. Yeah, you don't. Sometimes you don't ask these questions. <laughs> uh, tuning in each week is uh, like a welcome visit from two much cooler big brothers. Disagree on the coolness. <laughs> uh, but uh, you seem very cool. Congratulations again on the 500th episode, and we're going to start planning and counting down to the 1,000th. Have a lovely week, everyone. And... Project of the week. As we have hinted for the last while, the next episode will be our 500th. Oh, that's just the, I think he's just quoting the original uh, ah, quote. So we don't think he needs to read Sorry it. about that. Uh, there you go. Apologize for reading our own words. <laughs> so back to it. Have a lovely week, everyone. You as well. And you stay cool as well, please. Uh, one more from Chris Roberts. Oh, Chris Roberts. Chris Roberts. Quality. Quality guy. Quality listener. Yeah. You know. Uh, hi, guys. Why did I say it like the guy in the medicine cabinet in the 70s ad? <laughs> hi, guy. Strange. I guess you're just trying to show how quality he is. Yeah. I'm not just going to picture him as that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was quality. also in uh, Way Out Space Nuts. Uh, Chris, Roberts, Chris Roberts was in Way Out Space Nuts. Yeah. Chris Roberts was in Way Out Space Nuts, and he, had, he was in a series of commercials in the 1970s. I did not know that. Yep. Well, pay attention then. <laughs> I can't be the only one uh, Googling our listeners. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, sneakers. 500 episodes. Bloody hell. That would yeah. be the perfect. This would be the perfect uh, moment for a clever, witty, well-crafted comment. But I can't break the habits of a lifetime. So I'll just keep this simple. Congratulations. Uh, capital you. letters. A smiley face. Congratulations on reaching this terrific milestone uh, to be going this long and still be as fresh as ever. Thank you very much for that. It's a wonderful achievement uh, that might, must have been unimaginable when you started out. I'm so happy. It looks like you'll be able to enjoy the moment in each other's company again. We are. <laughs> I expect it'll feel like old times. It does. Only without the sirens and about five times hotter. You know, it, the heat isn't too bad. And compared to uh, the office we used to be in, holy moly. We were thinking, actually, if we had had to do... The show in the office during that uh, heat dome, we would just be dead. <laughs> we would just be a pile of ash like Barnabas uh, enjoying Florida. We would. It's uh, true. Also, thank you. And uh, another smiley face. Thank you for all the hours. I've enjoyed your excellent company. The show is always a joy. Whether you're being hilarious, serious, moving, thought-provoking, or as you both often are, inspiring. Oh, that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, that's very nice. Uh, lastly, I was thinking about something Ian said in episode 499 about feeling he isn't really a podcaster. Well, untrue as that is, I don't think of you guys as podcasters either. You feel more like friends. And as other commenters on the uh, page show, that's true of many, many of us out there here in the wi wider international sneaker community. A community <laughs> you brought into being when you first hit record the record switch all these many episodes ago. 
So please keep on sneaking for as long as you want. I love what you've done. I love what you're doing. And I love you. And trust me, it's every bit as hard for a Scot to type that sentence as it is for a Canadian to have to read it. Well done. I, well done. Well done. Well I done. hear Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Much, much, much appreciated. I hear you. All right. So we have one more email to read. Okay. So I'm going to do that. But I was just looking to see. Um, just one second, everybody. Because I am silly. And I should know more things than I don't. But we did get a congratulations from uh, Josh Chambers. He's wrote and said, congratulations on your 500th episode. So that was very nice. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. To write to us via the good old Facebook. And then we had Richard Lewin wrote in. Going to remove my glasses, as Ian was making fun of me for doing earlier. But I need my glasses off to read. Because I am used to holding my glass, my things I read, three inches from my eyeballs. Richard says, felicitations to you both, David and Ian. And he's put that word in there because he knows I would have trouble saying it. So thank you very much for that. He's, uh, he says, 500 episodes of anything is notable, but 500 episodes of your Sneaky Dragon podcast is truly prodigious and rare. I have been a sneaky listener for a long time. I had a three-hour commute a couple of times a week for years, and you two became constant road trip companions, completely Beatles and full marks as well. Dragon voices grew to be a comfort in the wee hours of my morning my Monday morning drive, to have your voices and camaraderie accompany me, lighten my mood through many a long, otherwise boring traffic jam. When I had prostate cancer surgery last year, I was sure to bring many episodes loaded onto my MP3 player with me to the hospital. Even with COVID restrictions, I was not alone with your two voices there in my earbuds as I drifted in and out of consciousness while in recovery. I wrote last year to thank you and am as ever grateful. I am proud to say I am much improved, no evidence of disease, and have regained complete control of my continence, no longer needing adult diapers. I had asked you not to be too funny because I tended to leak when I laughed too much. <laughs> it's okay now. You can start being as humorous again. All right, you hear that, Ian? We can start being funny again. Uh, okay, That's the little, pressure, fine. Oh my gosh. Well, we've been keeping it on the down low for the last uh, year and a half, so... Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. By the way, I was reading that letter uh, outside while walking my cat today and started crying a little bit. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I look like, first of all, a real weirdo, and then double plus weirdo. <laughs> it was appreciated. That's very appreciated. We're so glad to hear uh, the good news with your prostate cancer. Yes. That is fantastic. Fantastic. Rich goes on to say, I have enjoyed immensely the listening party for several reasons. Sometimes I'm not sold on the music. Me neither. Oh, wait. Oh, I chose it. What am I saying? <laughs> However, I am always entertained by the father-daughter dynamic in the banter. And she quotes Mary, okay, dad, whatever, <laughs> but no. I do, hear that. I do hear that a lot at home, by the way. It took me a long time to remember who's Mar who Mary's wonderful, amused chuckle put me in mind of. Oh. It turns out it is uncannily similar to the laughter of a young woman named Brenna, with whom I worked at a furniture store in 1982 in Las Vegas. She was fun. Uh... And then he says, I read Mannequin on the Moon on Go Comics every day now, too. Okay. It is a consistent smile. Ikea furniture name for a small credenza, Krasad Gnog, which means smashed knuckle in Swedish. I am attaching to this email a JPEG of a screenshot of my personal Sneaky Dragon download library. These are just the ones I've backed up. It should be obvious. I have spent a lot of time with you. Thank you again very much. Your efforts are greatly appreciated. Warm regards, Rich Lewin. Well, thank you very much, Rich. And I did look, I did look through your uh, your downloads, and I noticed when I was looking through it that you listened. You listened to the first episode. You listened to the second. Oh, that's Queen of the Beatles. You listened to the you listened to the um, 
third and fourth episodes of Sneaky Dragon. Just couldn't bring yourself to listen to the first and the first and second. Which you know what? Don't blame you. You know, never yeah. start at the beginning. I always start somewhere. Yeah, I else. agree. Usually, second season of where I'm just sorry. I just noticed we got another letter while we were talking. But, but please uh, continue with this. Another comment? Yeah. Yes, we did. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Um, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm all done. I just was talking. About uh, and, uh, uh, our, of course, our friend and third dragon, Nina Matsumoto, uh, wrote us as well. But I can't find she wrote, but uh, she gave us a, a wonderful piece of art on our first. Oh, our, sorry. I can read that one if you okay, want. Okay. On our 100th episode, uh, she supplied us with a Mad Magazine style fold in uh, based on a lot of uh, Sneaky Dragon topics that was just freaking brilliant. Because, listen, Nina Matsumoto <laughs> is. Okay. First of all, She's a great person. Mm-hmm. Uh, dangerously hilarious. Like, like, like you don't know how funny she is. And then she just cuts deep. You know, you think <laughs> it's one of these where like, it's almost like a little sword. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I can't even see the sword. You know why? Because it's so thin. And then it just goes woof, woof, and comes out and you're like, huh, I didn't even feel that. And then you look down and like, and then you're spilling your guts, uh, <laughs> but with laughter. Um, so, but this was a brilliant piece of art that she, she did. And then uh, this time around, she did another uh, Mad type fold. And the fun thing is, in the time between those things, uh, I have worked for Mad Magazine and been fired from Mad Magazine. So uh, it especially hurts, but also is especially funny. Um, so we'll put that up as well. Sure. And so let me just read you what Nina wrote to us. She said, hearing you two in the same room again will be very nice, especially with the same audio quality. Well, yeah, Dave's audio quality yeah. uh, will be pretty. Uh, <laughs> again, this is where I'm like, oh no, oh no, her one, her one dream. <laughs> Maybe a bigger in-person celebration can be done for number five, five, five. Delivering some fan art to you digitally because I don't think I'll have time to get it printed out and handed over in person this week. Also, I want to stay cool in this heat wave. Yeah, don't. I'm glad you didn't go anywhere <laughs> to send this to us. Have fun recording it, which I imagine will take five hours. Also, let's have an in-person Sparks 3 celebration soon. Oh, yeah. That's yep. going to happen. That's going to happen. Absolutely. That is great. Agreed. Great. Um, so we'll put, yeah, we'll put that up and you'll go, whoa. Uh, and also, if you want to check out the uh, original uh, piece of art, uh, just go to sneakydragon.com and you can look up any of our past episodes. And uh, if you look up the one for 100, you will see the uh, the art that uh, mm-hmm. Nina did for that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so Sarah Walsh uh, wrote again. Oh, nice. <laughs> and said, uh, as luck would have it, I stumbled onto the Eggs Dedrick video again on YouTube a few days ago. I would love to see more videos. Uh, that was uh, us making um, uh, this dish that uh, David makes for his family on Boxing Day. Is that correct? No, Christmas morning. Christmas morning, yes. not on Boxing Day. Boxing Day, you can go to hell. <laughs> Christmas morning, yeah. Eggs Benedict. It's brought to our house no, by three Decker. sailing ships. That's right. Um, so yeah, the great ship cholesterol, the great <laughs> ship, and so on. Um, so uh, I would love to see more videos. I, I vaguely recall you saying there might be some sort of video project in the works, maybe at some point uh, before twenty twenty shat all over everything, or maybe I'm imagining that. Uh, no, no, twenty twenty shat all over everything. Yeah. You were right. Yeah. Or maybe it was referring to a video we already got. But whatever the case may be, the occasional video episode, number 400, was a wonderful treat, seeing all the guests or more recipes and sticking of knives into toasters. I know, I know, it was unplugged. (laughs) Or interviews or tutorials on how to sneak or whatever would be fun. Maybe for episode 550, we can see these infamous infamous prize pants you allegedly draw (laughs) the winning names from. And so we can be assured there's no funny business Suspicious three peats. 
and a little <laughs> face with a monocle examining things as well as it should be. Yeah, we're going to get in trouble. If he wins again, we got to shut this whole podcast down. <laughs> it's true. Uh, as someone it's else true. explained, Fansplainers was also fun. I understand COVID threw a wrench in that one. Uh, maybe as things are opening back up, it will make its natural return. We'll try and figure uh, something of something of something. Yeah. Uh, as for what, uh, and now for what Sneaky Dragon means to me. Of course, there's just the stereotypical podcast fan response of, it's like hanging out with friends, which is true, even if it sounds like a cliche. A lot of times, cliches are true. <laughs> uh, you really open yourselves up, and I think I know more about both of you than some of my in-real-life friends. I appreciate that you're willing to be human and perfect, because it reminds me that no matter uh, how together someone might look, we're all just doing our best to make it through each day, and no one really has it all figured out. Also, as a weekly podcast uh, without seasons or vacations, it's something regular and reliable, and just that in itself can make life a little easier. Over the last year, especially when all my regular social events, mostly gigs, etc., and my weekly open mic, uh, which dragged my introverted butt out of the house and forced me to make friends and have fun in spite of myself, were canceled indefinitely and meant a lot to have some something to look forward to each week. Even better that it was Saturday nights because Saturday nights are the worst at work and without any gigs to get time off for, I was working a lot more of them. Mm. We have to put up with uh, put up the new ad tags in the entire store, thousands and thousands of stupid stickers have to be placed quickly and correctly and it requires a lot of physical wear and tear, leaning in, straining to see item numbers and repeatedly getting down the floor uh, to get the lower shelves. Okay, it ain't digging in the mines, but I will always say Saturday nights at Reacted Corporate Pharmacy and Giant Retail Store wreck my neck, jack my back, and displease my knees. Well, I want to hear that song. Uh, but at <laughs> least having a new episode of Sneaky Dragon to listen to makes the first half of the night a lot more bearable. You know, if you can make the episodes about three hours longer, that should get me through the whole night once interruptions are calculated in. Just listen to the old episodes. You haven't remembered all of them. Just listen to an old one. Um, well, I think that's enough uh, for me for now. I'll save all my missed answers to previous uh, week's questions for a less epic episode. One more time. Happy 500th. Thank you so much, uh, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you, everyone who, who wrote in to the website or sent emails. Super appreciated. Love to hear from you. Love, uh, and it means a lot to you. And I think that the show means a lot to you. Yep. It's very, it's great. Actually. Yeah, I don't know what we thought we were uh, getting started with this. It was more just like, uh, hey, let's do it. Yeah. Let's just do it and see, which is kind of my attitude towards things. <laughs> I will say yes to things if friends are involved and, you know, I can do them in a limited amount of time. And uh, I'm really glad I did, you know. So this has been a real uh, a real treat. And, yeah, there's been uh, you've been with us for the highs and the lows and the this and that. And it's so weird that, again, I know we're not out of the pandemic, but that we've come through a lot of that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's it's something that i'm sure we'll keep looking back on over time and and uh be surprised at the impact and, I, I agree with you there for yeah. sure yeah yeah i agree with you there yeah we can't quite wrap our heads around things uh the right now but i hope uh yeah hope there's, <laughs> hope, there's no, hope there's no more incinerations of towns <laughs> Yeah. Don't want any more heat domes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm all for uh, some nice boring times. And if you want a, a boring times, we will guarantee that. We... we will deliver boredom. You want some dull? <laughs> we want people going on and on? Listen, Dave's going to be yeah. talking grout real soon. A lot <laughs> of grout talk. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I will do deep dives into how my cats are doing. <laughs> real deep dives. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be spending uh, I'll be spending the next month 
obsessively watching tiling videos just to gear myself up for this thing because I'm super nervous about doing the tile. So yeah, I've never done it before. So I just this is going to be a disaster, but that's okay. Yeah, make for good stories. That's life. Yeah, life is a, a constant case of uh, probable disaster. So yeah, it's good. It's all good. Yep, I'll bore you with uh, how how things like the old swimming pool. <laughs> and the answer is, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. good. Glad to hear uh, though the other day, a bu- yeah, as I mentioned, like people had too many balls out. Uh, but what I like is there's all these uh, pairings of uh, older ladies mm. that just float by and just hear the the best gossip. Sure, and it's just the traveling and they, gossip. And they don't have threatening balls. They do not have threatening balls. It's almost like uh, if there was three of them, it would like be the start of a Scottish play. <laughs> <laughs> yes so uh as we reach uh the end yeah, of, yes. of this episode uh we will of course then go out and uh, probably get something to eat uh which <laughs> is amazing the idea that we could do that today in um in vancouver is the first day that indoor dining is like uh hey have at it have at it yeah. have at it go at it and uh, and they tell you now this is a weird thing you can't wash your hands you can't. It's a weird thing. They That's went. They, they went like all the way, and they just went like, "Look, you've washed your hands too much. Mm. They've uh, they've now like taped off all the sinks, and uh, there's no bathrooms. You have to go through a hole in the wall. Yeah. that they have there. Just, yeah, well, standing up. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, the hole in the wall easier for guys than for people. Long story short, why the hole the in the wall there. is there? There was a there was something that the person in charge of things said might be a safe romantic thing to do and so they built a lot of these holes and walls thinking that was going to be popular yeah and now they're using them as bathrooms yeah so um it just didn't catch up i hope there's not a mix-up oh that would be a <laughs> boy boy with that Wait, sorry that's fetish number four boy is my face yellow here. let me just write that down um for, for fetish episodes yeah so down. so thank you for listening in to uh fetish talk <laughs> <laughs> and how many of you are listening to this with your kids in the car? <laughs> hey, kids. Hello. Hey, kids. How are you doing? Just remember, ask yeah. your parents any questions. There's no bad questions. Yeah. We said the show is fetching. Speaking of questions, should we ask questions for for open up to next week for questions? Or I guess is it so. just a thing? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I have, I have no questions in mind. But Here's a question I got for you. Oh, okay. Okay. So Dave might be, I mean, I don't know how long we're doing uh, Dark Shadows for, <laughs> but is there another TV show? That's like that. No one else is doing. Like, so you don't want to. You don't want to do one that, like, you know, ah, a lot of people are covering this and they're talking about this. Yeah. Is there another show that's like very obscure? You know, even better if it's a short run. Yeah. You know that uh, you want us to cover on a like little week by week basis as a okay. little thing. So, is there something like that? Uh, if so, uh, let us know. And uh, who knows in the future? Maybe we will. Uh, maybe we will do that. Yeah. So there. That's that's the question I was thinking about. Hmm. I wa- we watched. Uh, we were talking about it. So we watched an episode of the Avengers the other the other day. The TV the show, Steel the and uh, Peel. Yeah, I'm a Steed and Peel. Steed and Peel. Yeah, which I didn't realize. That Steel and Peed. Did, how much did you watch of that show? I have no idea. Okay. I do, mean, do I, you know Miss K- Miss Tara King? Miss King, who was on the show. I don't the, think I do. The final year of the original. Okay. British no, one. I don't. She was actually. That's K- not the new Avengers, right? That's no, just the Avengers. That one features Joanna Lumley. Okay. Yes. In in, the, in one of the roles, but no, the which I do remember watching that because it was actually made in Canada. That what? The new Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Canadian show. The original. The original. Wow, that is very strange. The guy who created the Avengers was Canadian. Okay, so he was, was everyone also, just he, doing he, a British accent though in the Canadian version? Uh, no, I think only I think there was an American or was a 
an actor who wasn't British on, on that show. I have, it's, not been, it's been a long time since I saw that show. So I might be telling you all lies, by the way, because I, I watched it when I was a teenager. Wow. But I was interested to learn, well, okay, for one thing, the guy who created uh, Doctor Who yes. also created the Avengers. I did not know that. Neither did I. But who, the, do you know who that was who created Doctor Who? I can't remember his name now. Very good. I'm going to look Sydney, it up. Sydney something. Sydney Applebaum. Sydney, not that. Not Sydney Greenstreet either. But I love Sydney, played by Tony Randall. Uh, not and Swoozy Kurtz. Yes, Swoozy Kurtz. Not quite gay, but kind of gay. And, the um, pilot and I episode, mean that, they never said he was gay, but he, he was gay. The pilot episode, she was a lady of the night, and they took that character away. Uh, Sydney Newman. Sydney Newman, there you go, yeah. yeah. And it's so anyway, so uh, Tara King, who, was, who replaced Dinah Rigg for the final season of the show, because uh, Dinah Rigg had gone on to a movie career, most notably, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Right. She, uh, Tara King was Canadian. She was from Toronto. And she appeared on Schitt's Creek. Oh, that's nice. Which I don't know what the character was, so because I, I have not looked that up, but I was reading an article about all this stuff. Okay, the Tara paper. King on Schitt's Creek. Well, uh, Linda Thornton. Linda, Linda Thornton. Thornton. Sorry about that. Yeah. Thornton. Yeah. You're looking it up? I am. Okay. But I thought it was kind of cool. So anyway, yeah, we watched an episode of, of the Avengers with, with, uh, with Dinah Rigg. It was a pretty good show, actually. It's, you know... Any old show, you have to get used to the fact that they're a little slower than modern shows. They're edited differently. People in those days, their their ability to uh, to um, to take in information was a little different than ours is nowadays. That we've grown up in a different time with faster editing and stuff like that. But it still was a fun show, really really colorful. And and this was an episode where she is uh, trapped on a movie in a movie studio where they're trying to they're filming a movie called The Death of of Emma Peel. <laughs> And there's lots of like stuff where she's like, there's a scene where, well, I don't want to give it all away, but there's a lot of like fourth wall breaking and stuff. It's kind of fun. Cool. Yeah. So we're going to say about Linda Thornton? Oh, uh, I was looking up like who she played on, on Schitt's Creek, uh, but they, uh, they they just say she recently made a guest appearance on Schitt's Creek. She yeah. Was, so She was also on Emmerdale, uh, uh, Kung Fu, The Legend uh, Continues. Hmm. I did a couple episodes as a ghost writer on that. Oh, wow. And, uh, and uh, The Transporter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So obviously plays like elderly woman in some scene or whatever, and that's considered a guest appearance nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Maybe, I'm hoping she was the Mennonite woman when uh, when David ran away after the first season. And... I have not seen the show. Oh, well, you missed some fun. Well, no one's saying that it's good. Are they saying it's good? Well, you know what? It's one no of those, one's talking it up One of all. those obscure shows that maybe you should watch so we can talk about it on this show. Okay. How much Trailer Park Boys do I have to watch first? <laughs> None. What? It's not connected? Not connected at all. Hmm. Seems weird. Does seem Doesn't weird. seem weird like Trailer Park Boys would be, they seem like they'd be the show that would have like a Schitt's Creek in it. Right? Yeah, 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 it's weird. But no, it's the classy show that does. It's <laughs> strange. Yeah, it's like this really like beautiful show about love and everything. What's the show called? Hello, fuckface. <laughs> like, why, why would, what, did the mate person who made this show not see the show? Yeah. And name the show? Okay, yeah. fair enough. That's what happened. Anyway, Linda Thorson was born Linda Thorson, Robinson. Sorry. Born Linda Robinson. Oh, okay. Good good change. Good name change. Yep. Uh, she was in the last season of The Avengers, as you say. 1968 and 1969, which I would have watched, except I was one and two. <laughs> I just remember the new Avengers being on like a Saturday afternoon when I was a kid, so I remember watching those. But that was a long time ago. And I was going to say, I watched a lot of Avengers when I was going through chemotherapy. Because I was just lay on the couch and watch TV all day, basically. And so that was the show that was on then, so... It's a regular viewing, regular view. Also, The Fugitive. I went through all of The Fugitive from the beginning to the very end of it while I was sick. So, oh, that's good. Those are the good parts of it. 
Do you, uh, when you look back on it now, when you rewatch it now, or do you rewatch it now? Does it does it take you back to that, or is it a positive? Story? Not really. Okay, that's not really. Yeah, they don't really. I'm not really nostalgic in that way. Music. I, I mean, you can't compare a mono to cancer, but mm-hmm. uh, whenever I watch uh, Leave It to Beaver, I watched so much Leave It to Beaver when I had mono. Okay. That it was like, I see it now and I just taste Minute Maid uh, fruit punch. Okay. And just like, oh, I feel sick. I, I can't watch this. I can't watch this. I'm just too connected. To I this. don't, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't associate things that way. Mm. I don't like have sense memory for stuff like that. So if I listen to a, a song from the, the 80s, I don't go, man, I can remember the smells of the 80s or I remember going there or whatever. I don't, nothing like that happens. I, I would love to see, by the way, a commercial that's just like, hey, what's this song? It's from the 80s. Hey, remember the smells of the 80s? <laughs> hey, the smells of the 80s are back. You were just talking about the smell of mid and All right. <laughs> hey, man, that's watermelon gum. <laughs> there you go. That's right. That smells like a leg warmer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's some awesome cherry Coke. You mean new cherry Coke? I do. Isn't that right, Bill Cosby? We could get Bill Cosby again. <laughs> we could. We could get he's free. Yeah. He's free to do these ads now. That'd probably be a bad call for sure. Coke to make. It would be very bad. Unlike us having him come on a sponsor deck talk. Oh, yeah. Why did we do that? We, I don't know. The price was right. Someone gave us a shoebox full of 20s. We just thought, we got to spend it. That's right. Get and Bill so Cosby. that way, I think uh, <laughs> Louise was endorsing it. <laughs> Thank you for that endorsement, Louise. <laughs> smells of the 80s. <laughs> hey, it smells like Super Socko in here. <laughs> hey, cherry lip gloss. It's that smoke, you know, from the love affair that comes in when you're dancing, (laughs) and it's kind of nice because it's cool, but it dries your contact lenses out, so (laughs) there's no, like, glass in your eyes, and you have to run for the bathroom, but you're blind, and then you have to just throw water into your eyes so that you can see, (laughs) and so on and so forth. Uh, we would love to hear from you and let's tell you how you can go to our website which has been going for 500 episodes (laughs) sneakydragon.com how'd we get it because we asked for it and then we got it Mm -hmm. we probably couldn't get it today why because we already have it that's true you already have it you already have it what are you trying to do weirdo yeah and uh, let me tell you uh facebook also, we're on it. I know. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Facebook? That's what everyone's on, right? Sure. Are they? No one. No one's leaving it in droves. <laughs> no one's leaving it in droves. Uh, Facebook uh, has a Sneaky Dragon page. You can also leave a comment or suggest or anything there. Uh, I, I don't know if I mentioned with the SneakyDragon.com. Every one of our episodes is there. Uh, and there's a message board underneath every one of those. We've also got all our past shows that people have been mentioning, such as Completely Beatles, Totally Tintin, Full Marks, Fansplainers. And the rest. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, and of course, uh, uh, the one that's been mentioned many times, the Sneaky Dragon listening party. Yes. Yeah. It's coming out late this week. Right. Uh, apologies. Ah, uh, there you go. But catch it while it's still around. That's true. Or listen to it later. <laughs> Either way. It'll always be there. It'll always, it'll always be there. Will we always be here? We hope we hope we will. Uh, we are all also on Tumblr, sneakydragon.tumblr.com, and we are on Twitter, uh, so that we can just tweet mean things about celebrities. <laughs> so check those out. Our mean celeb tweets. Yes, that's what we do. Yeah. Nice job, Helen Mirren in Fast and Furious. Wink. <laughs> at uh, Sneaky underscore Dragon. That's good. That's yeah. Good. Very mean. It's really mean. Yeah. That took her down a notch. Yeah. Yeah. 
That didn't. It was, uh, it was a compliment. She was fine. I enjoyed your obscure documentary, Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. P-F-F-F-T, exclamation mark. Signed the real Sparks. <laughs> the real Sparks, exclamation mark. Yeah, by the way, hey, Edgar, Edgar Wright, now that we're talking to you, Edgar Wright. Hey, Edgar. Yeah. Here's what, here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. When you uh, did your documentary, you must have bought a lot of like uh, uh, web uh, names for Sparks. Um, speaking as someone who does a book called Sparks with my friend David here. He's the colorist. I'm the writer. Nina Matsumoto was the artist we mentioned before. She's a genius, great person. Um, <laughs> since you got all that, yep. why not do uh, a Sparks movie? About our book, yeah. you, that'd be a documentary. Uh, you can if you want; that's fine. Or if you could just like do a Sparks movie, it'd be, it'd be great. It's about uh, two cats that uh, want to save the world. Uh, no one takes cats seriously uh, as heroes, so they uh, dress up as a dog. Isn't that like a good movie? Wouldn't you want to direct that movie? Please do. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, contact uh, Hollywood and uh, tell them about that. You know, all the hip directors are doing live action films as well as stop motion animated movies. That's Dave is not wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not right, but he's not wrong. <laughs> it's just hot nonsense. Okay. It's neither right or wrong. Yeah, it just is. Uh, thing. It's called it's called wrongness. And anyone else who wants to read uh, those books, they are available at any bookstore, pretty much. It's pretty uh, pretty out there. So please uh, check that out. I've also got a couple other books. Uh, Exorcisters is uh, a book I did. It was a comic book. It's uh, two volumes are out there. Uh, damned if you don't. And uh, and Kick of the Darkness. I do that with uh, Giselle Legacy. Uh, and uh, with my wife, Pia Guerra. What, Pia Guerra from Why the Last Man? Yeah, that one. I know. I married her. Pretty good, right? Lock that down. Good <laughs> job, me. Um, we do a daily comic strip uh, called Mannequin on the Moon that's on gocomics.com. Uh, we do stuff regularly for The New Yorker as well. And we've got uh, our own webpage, hellkitty.com. And if you go to hellkitty.com slash... Uh, super, you will uh, see a pay-whatever-you-want uh, comic that uh, she and I did together with our friend Moritat, uh, who you know did Jonah Hex comics and John Constantine comics, and he's a great fella. So those are uh, plugaroonies. Nice. Yeah, that's the thing. We do that. stuff. We, we do do stuff. That's right. We do 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 stuff. And if you want to tile a bathroom, talk to Dave. <laughs> well, don't don't talk to me. Maybe let's just see what how it turns out. No, I mean we... for Dave. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, if he, you want to, and him. he may pay you in an old tub and toilet. <laughs> the reason I'm doing it myself is to save the money that I would pay. That's a fair point. Yeah. So uh, we are going to now uh, wrap this up. We are going mm-hmm. to continue the conversation at probably our local uh, burger establishment. Yeah. Uh, can't thank you enough for all the kind words. Can't thank yes. you enough for all the kind cookies. Thank can't you thank you enough for all the kind drawings. Yeah. And for those of you that are out there who are not writing us, I understand that. That is fine too. We appreciate uh, you as well. We love you very much. Love David. Uh, the time we spent together is very precious to me. And this has been a great 500 episodes. We will try and do uh, 502 more, and then we will stop. 502. Two more episodes. 502. No, we're going to do 502 more. Oh, okay. People have been saying up to 1,000. I think we're yeah. going to do 1,002. Sure, that sounds good. And then just like leave mysteriously. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah. I was thinking that, or the other great thing to do would have been to stop at 499. Yeah, that would be pretty great, right? <laughs> even... Except everyone would have just gone, like there's so many horrible things that are going on. Like, oh, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. it would have been really like, terrible. It would have been funny at all. Yeah, let's, let, let's just make a deal. Guys, yeah. listen out there. And I say that as a non-gendered thing. Guys, Let's take this next year, mm-hmm. like from this point on, for at least a year. Yeah. Let's just knock it off. Let's just knock off the plagues. Let's knock off the heat domes. We like we don't need more cicadas. Like we don't. By the way, those crows that are outside my window that are swooping down at my head. Let's not have those. 
let's just uh, not maybe it's not as harsh with the chlorine in the water. Whatever. Let's just <laughs> let's just make it. Let's just make a nice. Let's yeah. have a nice year now. Yeah. Let's just take a nice deep breath. Sure. Let's all be nice, healthy. Yeah. Happy, have a nice year. Hey, you know what? Watch my wife's TV show when it comes out in September. Why the Last Man? Watch that on uh, FX Hulu. Do that. Uh, make my wife rich. Um, that'd be nice. But that's a side thing. Uh, just in general, let's all be healthy and have a good, relaxing, fun, healthy, happy. And I hope you're well. And I hope your pets are well. And I hope just things are a nice temperature for you. And we wish you nothing but love. Love you too, man. All right. We out. Bye. Five hundred. <laughs> Thank you.